Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Invasion of the Body Snatchers retrospective podcast, where every Friday and every Wednesday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by wearetessellate.com and is a completely independent podcast. We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference and no infringement is intended. Geeks. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and the sixth and final podcast in our Invasion of the Body Snatchers retrospective thing. I want to say franchise, but again, we can't. Uh, I'm your host through the whole series, Al White, and joining me, Katie Watson. Hello. Alison Holland. Hola. <laughs> have to be special. <laughs> How are you guys doing right at the end of our journey? Feels good. Six movies. Um, all the same in name other than two the faculty and puppet masters they were the two sort of unofficial ringers yeah 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 but it's a good it's a good amount six months yeah how like because when you guys both got involved with this one with me you neither of you had seen a body snatchers film before I had seen the original the 70s you mean yeah the Donald Sutherland oh yeah not the not the 50s not the original original. just the Donald Sutherland original okay when I say original, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's not true. I don't know. <laughs> in my head. When I say original, I don't mean original. When, when I say original, original, I mean the one that I mean. Okay. If you guys could catch up, that'd be great. If Jeff Goldblum was in it, it's an original. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Allie, you hadn't seen any, have you? Correct. Okay. I had not seen any. Um, so with no spoilers for this one, because obviously, you know, as always, we want to leave our, our real feelings about a movie until the end of the review. But how's, how's the Sometimes ride? that's not the case we well, didn't do that for the, the last one. one i tried to you were completely no, upset no. from the very beginning you were like that was but like you no were no no i was very careful not to say my opinion in any way in whatsoever <laughs> but i got excited about certain bits but it's got to you gotta like you know dissect it scene by scene as yeah. you go through because you can change your mind but i've had films where i have changed my mind by the end it doesn't have very often tried to change my mind on the last one but i didn't well you see, i had no <laughs> idea until we got to the wrap up on the last one that you had gone into that podcast liking it <laughs> It's like when you, I don't know what to compare it to. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is like when you get off of a ride and you're like, and you're about to be like, that was great. Now your friends are like, that blew. <laughs> yeah. He so did transfer it. all my energy into not liking that thing. Oh, I didn't know you enjoyed it that much. No, not that much. Not like roller coaster that much, but. Never want to deplete someone's uh. enjoyment in something, unless it's American. No, sniper. it wasn't depleting. It was just like as I broke it down while we were talking, I was like, I shouldn't have liked this as much as I did. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, I didn't catch how like just non like it was just non linear that entire storyline was. But, but when there's a naked man crying in a shower. It's pretty great. You got my it. attention. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here to discuss the invasion uh came out in two thousand seven. Uh was meant to come out in two thousand six. We'll get to some explanations of that stuff because there's an interesting history of this one that you guys probably don't know about. Which was all I knew about before this came out because it was it was quite big headlines at the time for movie news. Um, it's directed by Oliver Hirschbeigel. Or was it? Uh, this director is a great German director. He did a fantastic film called Das Experiment, which is based on... Oh, I forget the experiment. It was the one where, you know, they took people and put them in a fake prison cell and then made some people pretend to be prisoners, some people pretend to be guards and see what happened. There was, a, there was another movie that There was are about, about four movies oh, based on it. This was the first one based on That'll it. That'll be our next retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> 
since I looked up stuff about it, it's actually his original version is quite far from the truth and exploits it Ooh. to be more thrilling than it really was. Uh, but it's a really good movie, Das Experiment. Interesting. He also directed Downfall, which was the Oscar nominated or did Oscar, I think it won that year for Best Foreign Film, the one about Hitler. Uh, Five Minutes of Heaven, he did the film about Diana and 13 Minutes as well. Hmm. Uh, but he's a really great European um, director. Film was, well, ended up costing 65 million to make. Um, so not loads of money. This uh, one did? Yeah. For a blockbuster. Where, where did they put all this money? Like, In what? Nicole Kidman's I, like, pocket. I can't wrap my head around what cost $65 million. Well, I'm about to tell you because I can't get the what the original cost of this was. Uh, it only grossed $40 million, by the way. Um, so it was a real bomb at the time. Uh, Nicole Kidman pocketed $17 million. Jesus Christ. Uh, for doing this wrong. How, how long did filming take? Like two months? Well, here's the thing with this film. Do you know, so the film was... What are you paying taxes on $17 million? <laughs> $15 million. Jesus. She, to be fair, she put some stuff into this one, as we'll get to. Uh, but the film was written by David Kaganich. Better have been an arm. <laughs> $17 million. <laughs> you're, you're pretty close. Uh, David oh. Kaiganich, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. He wrote it. Um, it was, he wanted to <laughs> write it as a remake, but also as its own thing at the same time. Uh, quote from him is, you just have to look around at our world today to see that power inspires nothing more than a desire to retain it and to eliminate anything that threatens it. So he set the story in Washington, D.C. to try and reflect his version of the theme of the Body Snatchers. It was originally entitled Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but then changed to The Invasion and then The Visiting uh, for a long time through production. So it's not to be confused with an upcoming ABC TV series called Invasion. Yeah, but if you call it The Visiting, that means that they leave. I agree. Right? <laughs> it's a stupid <laughs> name. not a really good name. It's a stupid name. Um, but they didn't know what to do. Uh, in October 2006, it changed its name back to The Invasion because ABC's TV series was cancelled. Uh, it was filmed for 45 days. Uh, and had no green screen work <laughs> whatsoever, which is very impressive yeah. for an action movie. Almost a million dollars or half a million dollars a day. Um, so here's Almost. here's the news. I'm going to leave you just, just grumbling. Imagine waking up every day and be like, I'm going to make half a million dollars a day. <laughs> like, Do you know how much time I just get? So here's where the controversy happened. Warner Brothers, when they saw the cut from Hirsch Beigel's work, they were not happy with it at all. It was not actiony enough. It was not fun enough. So they hired in uh, the hottest people around in 2007, which were the Wachowski brothers, um, who obviously did The Matrix. They then rewrote the film and assisted with additional reshoots and brought in one of their personal friends, a director called James Mateague, who is still down as an uncredited director on this, um, who had worked with the Wachowskis before on V for Vendetta. Um, he did that. He also then went on to do Ninja Assassin, The Raven, uh, which is an Edgar Allan Poe movie. And he now works with the Wachowskis again on their Sense8 TV show, directing a lot of that. Mm, not seen the it. reshoots ended up costing $10 million and lasted for 17 days in LA after <laughs> 13 months of inactivity with the movie. It was just left for wow. over a year and they didn't know what to do with it because they didn't like the original European sort of take on it. So... And I'm hoping this makes the film make more sense it to you guys now. It more America. They added a lot more action scenes and they added a twist ending. Um, and Matique was uncredited with any of the reshoots. However, they were hmm. extensive. Um, yeah, 17 days, you know, it was nearly like half the amount of the original shoot. Um, not, I mean, it's, it's not unusual to do 
camera shoots on movies and extensive ones, but this was quite famous at the time. They were really unhappy with how it was, and they were literally like, we need action in this movie. Right. Um, a lot of the car chase stuff was reportedly um, put in at the last minute from him. And you can really tell with the editing style how they yeah. didn't struggle to get the two styles of film to hinge together. So it's a very, yeah, uh, it's an interesting movie because not many are made this way. Nicole Kidman was involved in an accident during filming uh, of the car chase scene and had several broken ribs, uh, but went back to work pretty soon afterwards. It's pretty easy when you're making half a million dollars. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> so someone came to you and said, hey, if we pay you $14 million, can we just break million. a few, I guess, can Hell we break yeah. a few of your ribs? Fuck yeah. You're good for the rest of your life. I'd be like, here's a crowbar, go for it. <laughs> do you want to do all of them? Like, just... <laughs> Noted. Um, absolutely <laughs> don't puncture my so organs you can't put, right? when they say you can't put a price on health they really don't mean it no <laughs> i mean i don't want to be on dialysis or anything for the rest of my life but like sure break some, well, some of nicole kidman's statue owners we were just discussing like she looks yeah you know, amazing in this film she's 40 years old when she shot it um or 39 i think when she shot it 40 when it came out i mean um it's got to like you know it's someone of her stature and i heard reports of how she can you know be on set she's quite meticulous about stuff she gets flown into everything by personal helicopters and things like that you know she she's a real she's a, she's a movie star like an old-fashioned right. movie star it's got to shake up someone like that to break a few ribs in yeah. a car chase scene that you're shooting you know and i can't imagine someone like that going straight back to work again so in all honesty like you know you couldn't bicker about her money but they all get paid that much money well not all of them but all of the top actors get paid too much money and at least, you know, she went straight back to work after her. And so, yeah, it's kind of impressive. Watson, don't give no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, if I was making like five grand, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go back to work. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the film was intended yet to be released in June 2006 originally, but because of the reshoots, it was delayed into August 2007. It opened at just under six million domestic and went on to gross only 40 million. From a budget of $65 million, Earning negative critical reviews. Do you want to hear some of those reviews? Oh boy. Here are three just one sentence reviews that it got. Roger Ebert called it the fourth and the least of the movies. Entertainment Weekly called it a soulless rehash, low rent and reductive. Thanks. And the Wall Street Journal called it, With all the shootouts, the screaming, the chases, collisions and fireballs, there's not much time for storytelling. Um... So we gave a spoiler for this last week when I accidentally started reading out the top films that came out in 2007 oh, right. rather than 1994. But here we go again. Uh, so at number 10 in 2007 in the box office charts for the biggest grossing was 300. At number nine was Alvin and the Chipmunks. At number eight was National Treasure, Book of Secrets, written by a friend <laughs> who wrote the Puppet Masters that we reviewed on our Hilarious. last podcast. Number seven was The Bourne Ultimatum. Number six, I Am Legend. Number five, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Number four, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, also written by a friend who wrote Puppet Masters. <laughs> number three, Transformers. Number two, Shrek the Third, I think also written by a friend who wrote the Puppet Masters. What? Oh, right. And the number one movie, I'm surprised with this, in 2007, highest grossing with $336 million. It tells you how far we've come now that films like The Avengers get a billion. Spider-Man 3. Wow. Hmm. Biggest movie of the year piece of trash <laughs> worst <laughs> spider-man movie ever made um oh boy. direct all of your hate mail to <laughs> no everybody agrees with me on that one uh 
The only last thing I want to say about this movie before we get into the meat of it is John Ottman uh, recorded the score for this. He really wanted to create, he's a, he's a very well-established musician, um, and he used a 77-piece orchestra on it because he wanted to get a real old-school, you know, huge vibe with it. But he used a lot of keyboards as well, lots of keyboards in that 77 mm. orchestra to try and give it a, moany, a moody, droney, you know. Moany. A little moany More moany. <laughs> That's what Nicole Kidman was saying. More money. Money, money. Money, money. Money. Uh, so yeah, there are all the facts that I dug up that were interesting about this movie. It makes a lot of sense. The whole like splicing together of a yeah sto- of a directors and well, stories. This, and this is the thing. So like I had seen this film before. I've only actually seen it once before properly. I've seen a few clips again, but I saw it at the cinema, and I remembered like being excited because I was really into Invasion of the Body Snatchers at the time. I yeah, I was at, well, I was, was twenty seven. I hadn't seen one since that nineties one, obviously. And I'd like that at the time because I was a teenager and misguided. Um, <laughs> it was a good movie. Hmm? No, the one that I liked from the 90s, no, not your one. That was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't watch that one. <laughs> and Unless then, you're really into young girls. That makes me sound great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only reason. Or guys with furrowed brows. Yeah. Which also wants. makes me sound really great. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was it going? Yeah. So when this one was on the press, I was excited about it. There was a lot of cool people involved. A German director who I really, really liked. Even the guy who did the reshoots, I was really interviewed for Vendetta. Um, so I thought, well, that's, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Let's see how German-European style meshes with the Hollywood fun style. Um, and, I'll, you know, you've got Daniel Craig. You've got Nicole Kidman. You've got some good people in this. And then all the reshoot stuff started to happen. And I did get a little bit worried. And then the critical reviews came in. Um, and I, I went to, I remember going to see it and all I remember is coming out going, I actually enjoyed it way more than most people around me enjoyed it, but it was yeah, a mess of editing and you <laughs> could totally see these two styles meshed together. But I remember not really minding it at the time. I remember being like, I was kind of fine with that. It was kind of weird. It was, you know, it felt short, even though it was fairly long, just because they would skip sections <laughs> with the, with the weird editing. Um, so I was interested going back to it this time to see, you know, I definitely changed my mind quite a bit on the nineties, uh, body snatchers. <laughs> did not enjoy that as much as I used to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was interested in how I'd feel with this one. So let's do a plot. Do a little plot. So I tend to take these plots as always just from the wiki page. And then we do our own plots, um, which I have to type out. So the one for the wiki page is a little bit long for this. So I'll see if I can truncate it. After the space shuttle Patriot crashes on earth a fungus-like alien life form is discovered and the remaining parts scattered over u.s territory once people come into contact with the organism they're controlled by it and when they enter rem sleep excellent writing thank you wiki huh just rem sleep is it like oh why uh, why is rem called rem the band yeah i thought they were called it after (laughs) i don't know i thought that's why they were called called the rem cycle Okay. I know it stands for something, but it's so then it would, people then you don't say, say REM cycle. Well, I do. If it's good enough for Michael <laughs> Stipe, it's good enough Freaking for me. European. Because I knew yeah. they were named after the sleep cycle. Uh, one of the first people infected is Tucker Kaufman, a CDC director investigating the crash. Was that right, or is that Kaduk? <laughs> Tucker's ex-wife, psychiatrist Carol Bennell, begins to feel something is amiss when people seem to have changed. Her patient Wendy Lenk describes how her husband is not her husband, and one of her son's friends acts detached and emotionless. At a, so he's a kid. At a neighborhood Halloween party, Carl, uh, Carol's son Oliver finds a skin on a patio, which is initially believed to be costume makeup. Carol speculates that the skin may be an organism connected to reports of a fast-spreading flu. 
Carol takes the organism to a doctor friend, Ben Driscoll, to have it checked. Carol attends a friendly dinner meeting between Russian diplomat Yorish and Czechoslovakian diplomat Belashek. As you do. <laughs> along with female companion Lottie, and discusses her postmodern feminism views over caviar and champagne. As you do. Meanwhile, Tucker uses the <laughs> to spread the dollars. disease further, disguising the spores as flu vaccine. <laughs> Ben and Dr. Stefan Galliano, our biologist, discover how the spore takes over the brain during REM sleep. During this investigation, Ladi calls Ben, worried about Yorish's behavior. Driscoll and Galliano also find that people who had brain-affecting illnesses, such as, words I can't say, uh, encephalitis, or ADEM, are immune to the spore because their previous illnesses prevent the spore from latching on to the brain matter. Carol's son, Oliver, is immune to the spore because of the ADEM he had as a young child, Carol decides to get her son, who might show a way to a cure, back from Tucker. Before she drives to Tucker's house, she joins Ben's team, who is called to the house of the Belichicks. The Czech ambassador and his wife, in a case of emergency. There they witness the transformation of Yorish, the Russian ambassador, and the Belichick's friend. When Carol arrives at Tucker's house, he and several colleagues close in on her. He explains that the changed humans, devoid of irrational emotions, are offering a better world and asks her to join them. When Carol resists, he holds to the ground, infects her by spurting his saliva on her. <laughs> she escapes and returns to Ben and the Belichick's house. They flee when Belichick returns with more transformed people intent on infecting anyone in the house. Galliano and one of his assistants head to a base outside Baltimore where they and other scientists attempt to find a cure for the alien virus. Carol and Ben separate to find Oliver, who texts his location, the apartment of Tucker's mother, to Carol. Finally, Ben arrives, but Carol realizes that he too has become one of the infected. He successfully seduces her to give her to the new society, but also frankly states that there is no room for people like Oliver who are immune. Carol shoots Ben in the leg, flees with Oliver, and is picked up by a helicopter, which then flies to the center, preparing the inoculations. Just in time, the alien virus is reversed, and society reverts to its violent ways. Hooray! <sighs> they missed a chunk there for some weird reason, but uh, yeah. what can you do? Wikipedia. Um, so here we go. The same movie, pretty much again. Some familiar names. <laughs> you yeah. know, sort of familiar names. Yeah. So we've got the Bennells. Yeah. Of course. Um, who? So it's interesting swappings of like jobs and characters and who's with who and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's really just a redistribution. Just to confuse the it. fuck out of you, yeah. <laughs> basically. So, in this one, your lead is Nicole Kidman, who plays Carol Bennell. Now, Bennell was last time Matthew Bennell, who was Donald Sutherland. Right. He was a food inspector in the 70s one. Mm -hmm. I apologize, we're going to keep referring to that one as a real one, not the 50s one, <laughs> because most of these <laughs> characters... The 50s one is like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, and in this one, she is a therapist, not a food inspector, um, but she's a psychiatrist. Now, there was another character in the original who was a psychiatrist, which was Dr. David Kibner, played by Leonard Nimoy. No one in here, as far as I can see through the credits, is called Kibner. Probably. So she's kind of like meshing the two characters together, I guess. Um, then we've got Brooke Adams, um, who played Elizabeth Driscoll in the original. Uh, we now have Ben Driscoll, who is played by Daniel Craig. So that relationship does stay correct between Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams. It's now just Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Um, she helped him in the original, didn't she, working at his laboratory? Yeah. And in this one? No, in the original, she... Brooke they Adams? work in the same building? She's a doctor. Yeah, she's some form of doctor biologist, I thought. I think she's a biologist, and then he works. Oh, yeah. He was he's the, the food, food inspector. Yeah. So and Daniel Craig's a biologist stuff. in yeah, this, he isn't he? Yeah, he takes steps to her sometimes. Well, so, yeah. he's a doctor. He Yeah, he works with other biologists, yeah. obviously. I was a bit unsure about what Daniel Craig did exactly. Yeah, I'm good Other than have and I very strange outfits. hair. <laughs> I have a microscope on my desk. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Jeff Goldblum in the original who played Jack Belichick. 
Um, and in this one, we have uh, Joseph Summer playing Dr. Henrik Belichick and Celia Weston playing Ludmilla Belichick, who take them into the house later on. Uh, but weirdly, the lady who played the original female Belichick is in this movie, Veronica Cartwright, playing a new character, Wendy Link. Because it's mm-hmm. not confusing enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do we just unpack it straight from the top? Let's do it. So we start with some cool moody logos. <laughs> That's what I've got written down here. Um, <laughs> like oh, there's like three different companies at the beginning and they immediately bring in the music and they like graded it. And then they have this blinky not light noise, like a light yeah, turning on yeah. and off. And I love that shit. <laughs> I love it when you immediately... <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it when you immediately... A, pull people into the mood, but B, affect the logos with whatever film it is you're watching. And normally they only like to do that for a tempo movie. Yeah. So maybe they were really worried about this one and trying to give it everything they could. Right. Maybe the original director just had a vision. They just um, want to draw you in from the yeah. beginning. But then they cut seamlessly from that to the blinking lights going on and off um, and then straight into the film with that same film. I thought it was a cool, like... Yeah, it's cool. What's wrong? It's not the red parts not moving. It is. It's just very slow. Because we zoomed out. Okay. You see at the top of those numbers are going. All right. Then we go. Because the screen flashed and then I felt like it stopped. Oh, did it? Yeah, do let me know. Okay. It's going though. Those numbers right. are going. Then Normally it goes beginning. really fast. Well, it depends how zoomed in you are. Oh. Right now we're seeing like a, an hour or whatever oh, okay. of podcast. So. Sorry, I just mm. wanted to make sure. No, don't be sorry. Don't want to do the whole thing over again. <laughs> um, you're making me nervous now, but if the numbers are I'm going, sorry. then it's going to be going. I know, that's why I just <laughs> didn't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm used to seeing it zoomed in. <laughs> no, before it was like. Yeah, yeah. Let's still move it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Um. Blah 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 blah. Logos, love it. Yeah. Groovy. You love Linky that blinky. shit. I love that shit. Love it. Uh, the opening made me feel or reminded me of like Danny Boyle's opening like yeah. the chaos the quick cuts like High you're seeing energy. a bunch of different stuff yeah it's clearly later in the film and we're gonna come back to it yeah this is the first one isn't it in the Body Snatchers film so they're starting in the chaos yep. showing you this is where we're gonna get to yeah um, and then come back from it um, yeah. in the first of many brave and arguably good or bad editing decisions yeah <laughs> right. that is made um, yeah, because we're immediately with Nicole Kidman trying to escape from people who are breaking into the room that she's in, in a pharmacy. When we get to this later in the film, does it sync up right? Because I was a bit confused. Because she's, at the beginning of this, she's like, people are trying to break in. And she's like I, freaking out. It's the out. door that she had locked with the oh, okay. people yeah, that cutting were still to okay. and from yeah. So is this a bit that we didn't really see then later on in the film? No, we saw it again okay. later. We did. Which bit are they like break, trying to break out? It's the door that Daniel Craig then ends up opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the people inside. I just didn't really notice them really, other than banging on it a few like times. I didn't notice it. it. Yeah, yeah it's after her It her seems a lot more energetic in the asleep. opening. Well, her son wakes up to it because they're like banging on that door yeah. incessantly. No, I know. But it just, I don't, don't know. Just in the opening of this, it felt like I'd seen that, how it wasn't later. Well, but, they were uh, tired by that time. <laughs> Um, and then we get the title uh, yeah come straight in and we get the spaceship patriot crashing to earth great original name for a spaceship um but yeah so this is a slightly different way to do it we actually have a spaceship crashing down that's been contaminated and then we kind of like alien yeah and then we get all connected (laughs) and then we get newsreel footage 
uh, on parts of the spaceship uh, that has been contaminated with people saying stuff like, they told me not to touch it. I touched it. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you just have like rednecks that are like, got it cornered off. Nobody's going to touch it. And then you have an old lady that's like, we're not supposed to touch it. I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, I kind of like this idea that all these bits of the spaceship landed everywhere. It's it's, it's help- like a two hundred mile radius or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. What they say is it's contaminated from DC to Dallas. Two hundred. Well, like it's hard to pick it up because it's right for this news footage. DC to Dallas. Is- <laughs> yeah. No. But what it says is it's two hundred miles wide uh, around right each half. piece that has oh. landed. I think that's oh, what they're I trying see. to say, but it's a little bit muddled. So circles. Because I was like, around. DC to Dallas is not two hundred miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, yeah, they found something growing on it, a spore. Um, yeah, so it's like a different way. It doesn't drift through to space renting. This is really how Marvel should do that the Venom story like this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we're introduced straight away to Tucker. And we're really in this quick. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to her ex-husband, Jerothy, who's played by Jerothy Northam, um, who people will... He, he's, one of those, he's actually from my hometown, Cambridge, in the UK. Where's that? And nobody knows. Oh. Um, he was in movies like The Net with Sandra Bullock. An ocean movie. He's in movies like Cipher from the director of Cube. Is that mm. a movie about moonshine? He was in movies like <laughs> Mimic by Guillermo del Toro. Oh. <laughs> Finally found it. <laughs> Eye in the Sky was like a recent one, things like that. Uh, but he's a great, yeah, English actor. Um, we're introduced to him and his new girlfriend, I guess. Just came up with a pun or a good one for Eye in the Sky, but I'm good. I'm past it now. <laughs> you want you know, you dumb? I was like, is that a movie about skydiving? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's uh, new, but the girlfriend is, I can never say her name right. It's M A L I N, Malin or Malin. Yeah. I'm trying to look through because um, I recognize in, her face. She's in 27 Dresses. She's in Happy Thank You More, Please. Yes. She's in. Isn't she in Final, Final Girls? Girls? Yeah, she's yeah, the yeah, mom. Yeah. Yes, she was. And yeah. she was not very good in this opening. Well, she was She was like there for five seconds. I know. And from far away, I was like, is that her? Well, and she then has like, like three lines and she's yeah. not great with them. They're not no. like, I normally quite like her, but I was like, oh. but then again, he wasn't that great in the opening scene. Either, <laughs> I don't think. Um, but yeah, they established, I still don't really understand what he does. Can someone tell me what he does? He was like with NASA. <laughs> He's like a correspondent like, or something. He wears a coat two. and he tells people when they need vaccinations. And he's somehow involved with NASA. That's about all I could ascertain. I'm assuming it's some like big governmental group that would have been in contact with NASA right. to be like, we're going to come help you inspect the president this. the next day. Yeah. Except so. then when he is with NASA, when they're inspecting like debris, he comes out of their like hazmat house where like no one's allowed in and this little girl or hands someone hands him some. Yeah. And it, he's like, what's that? And then it cuts him and he drops it on the floor and is like, I'll just leave it and guess yeah. who's like, well, and then you it's were like just stunning. You've been this in a hazmat suit holding this stuff. Yeah. yeah. If somebody was to hand like start to hand me something, I'd be like, Whoa. something weird. Yeah. You'd be like, cool. You're like, I don't want to touch it. Let's roof. take it's it like, in there. Well, should, we're gonna put you in a nice tube now, yeah. <laughs> little girl. And he's literally just yeah, come out of that tent with the scientists going, oh, there are spores on this thing. Yeah. And they're, then so they're talking knows, about they it. They know about it. And they know that it had to get through space temperatures and re-entry temperatures yeah, yeah. and survived still yeah. and i have this really bad line just he's about to leave where the scientist who's looking at the spores turns to me and goes one thing's for sure it ain't from around here yep you know what it, it, well, it yeah. just fell from space <laughs> we know 
Perverse. Uh, but Science. yeah, a girl from the public hands a piece that she found on a roof uh, to Tucker. He cuts his finger on it, his, and then goes home, and his dog doesn't seem to like him. So no. you watched the Body Snatcher film before. You're like, all right, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I trust the dogs, not the people. But it is some new mythology coming into this one. We're getting people thrown up on people. We're getting people being cut by stuff. There's not pods, and we'll mm-hmm. get to it a little bit more later. But yeah, it's already some slightly new slants. Um, he goes to sleep with his new grumbly girlfriend, um, <laughs> who seems upset. Your ex-wife called again. Um, and he's immediately changing straight away. But in the same sort of body snatcher style that we've seen yeah, before. Yeah, like the raspy, rattly yeah. breathing and everything. Yeah, like cobweb skin over him and stuff. But there's no, yeah, there's no pod anyway. So no. it's it definitely happens. You literally metamorphosis into it, I guess. I guess. Know? But then you look the same afterwards. So it's kind of weird because the skin from the 70s version and the 90s version makes sense because like we're building you out of matter, right. a replica of you. And that's like the alien matter that we're building you out of. With this, it's like, if you're going to look the same afterwards why as you did before. the whole body? Yeah, why would you have, why would you go into a cocoon and then come out the same? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, cocoons are for metamorphosis. So that was weird. Not sure. Hmm. Um, but there you go. I guess they're trying to do their own thing with it. But I feel there's a lot of stuff in this movie. We're like, we're trying to change a bit. So we feel different, but we've made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicole Kidman Carol helps the son get back to sleep after he's been having nightmares again. And they keep putting a focus on this as well. And I kept thinking, is it meant to be like he has premonitions? But I don't really oh. know what's like. I didn't get that. Going yeah. on. I just figured it was a setup. I thought that it was going to be like a Freddy Krueger setup because she gives him clozapan. Mm. And then you see later she's been giving it to that Wendy lady yep. or she's prescribed it to her. So I didn't, I was like, oh, it's just going to be a correlation of like, if you take this one drug, then you won't go into a full REM cycle. Yeah. And, but that just went away as well. No, this one would be a great Freddy Krueger film. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I kept really, I kept really thinking it would be great if you had a Freddy Krueger invasion of the body snatchers crossover. And so like whenever they fall asleep, he's trying to get them before the body snatchers yeah. get them. And it's like, fuck <laughs> off Krueger. <laughs> like fighting face grabby type of spores. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, did you ever get like um, the magic school bus? No, we didn't. In the UK, did Don't you ever so. see that? Alley? Yeah, yeah, it'd be like Miss Frizzle. Yeah, is that her you have name? to get in the school bus into people's like immune systems and fight off Freddy Krueger <laughs> yeah. versus the spores. Oh man, that <laughs> was a great Frizzle. show. And then they would have to end up with Hollywood's like a... listening. You guys Come are on. welcome. You've made this movie four times. And you the could end, and make the ending... it for like one day of having Nicole Kidman on set. <laughs> <laughs> and the ending would be easy because you just have like, they find a way to kill off Freddy Krueger. But in the last frames you see, there was a body snatcher version of him that just finished like being made or whatever. Because he's always in sleep him, cycle. Like with the sniffles in bed because <laughs> he's got the flu. And he's just like, oh, I'll get you. But he's perpetually in the better. sleep cycle. So he would always have like a body snatcher version. Oh. But then would it be in the dream only or would it be in real life? Maybe then it would be in real life. Oh. And then it would be a way for Freddy to come into real world by the end of the movie. And they That's kill Freddy true. in the dream, but then when they wake up, he's yeah, like he been built there. next his to them. Pod. Yeah, oh. exactly. You're welcome, Hollywood. Um, Just put us a little byline in the end credits. <laughs> you make our Just give us $17 million. <laughs> we'll split it between the three of us. Only we if don't need to do it each. So you Kidman. can break my ribs. Yeah. I have already agreed to this. <laughs> So we rejoin Nicole Kidman, Carol, uh, who yeah helps us on sleep off nightmares, and then we find out that she's fighting a custody battle with her ex-husband Tucker. So we understand they have a volatile relationship. Um, who then rings her up at work and is all weird and spooky and calm. I want to see my son. <laughs> I have no, changed my wrong. ways. 
I love him now. Uh, it happens to be Halloween, this which is, a bit weird. is a fun time to set this movie at. And I got excited for a second thinking, cool, there's going to be loads of Halloween stuff. Nope, just one scene. Uh, when they go <laughs> trick-or-treating. And the kid's dressed as Superman and looks super cute. And he does he's look a really cute kid. So he's got a little weird eye... What do you call them? Those eye masks? Yeah. As well. Like, oh, Superman doesn't wear an eye mask. What are you doing, buddy? Get your lore right. I don't think he, like, made the costume. But you know, why would you have a mask on if you're Superman? Because it looks good. Stupid. No, <laughs> this is... Given version. the option of mask or no mask, it'd be like, mask. No, this is a Warner Brother film, so they, like, put some oh. Superman in there. I noticed there were two Supermen. The what? There was, like, a kid across the street. After the dog incident, you see one crossing the street towards you that's also dressed as Superman. Did he have a mask on? No. But he's the real Superman. <laughs> He's Our like, kid was a sham. You guys couldn't find like nine different costumes to put these kids in. <laughs> you can only find seven. Well, that's kind of true, I guess. At Halloween, lots of kids wear the same costume that's big that year. Uh, Carol's new boyfriend is Daniel Craig, played by Daniel they're Craig. Not boyfriend, girlfriend. Not boyfriend. Uh, no, they're not. Yeah, I was sorry, confused yes. for a while yeah. and, until she was like, "We, you're, we need to stay best friends." And I was friend like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I have it written down Even here, new boyfriend, because I was like, the obviously, was, boyfriend and girlfriend. I was girlfriend. confused about if they were dating or not, because yeah. I, I think he was too. They're like they're in, the <laughs> they're like in the car together, talking as if. They are, and they're very flirtatious with each yeah. other. Yeah, not just how like, I talk to my man. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was weird. But now that I think about it, you look at a '70s version of Body Snatchers. That makes sense. That was the correct relationship between Jeff Goldblum yeah. and that girl. They were both kind of flirty. They clearly was something between them. But one of them have a partner. So no, in this one, it's like I guess not Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but, sorry. Yeah, uh, someone, so I guess in this one, it's like she had the partner, so they could never do anything. And now that she's broken up with her ex-husband. They're obviously potentially going to get together at some point with Donald Craig, but it's just not she there yet. She friend zones him pretty hard. Yeah. But she seems into it. Well, yeah, yeah after making out like, with him. No, never mind. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, yes. So, uh, I've, I have just written down very bad green screen when they were driving. Oh, it was. <laughs> this is really I, bad. I was like, this is really terrible. Um, and yeah, she's already suspicious of her ex ringing her. It does seem to move quite quick this film for me i don't know like the escalation of her putting it together and things like she immediately seems suspicious from the very beginning which was i don't know a bit weird um i didn't think she was i think she just found it odd that everyone was kind of being weird that first day that she walks down the street and everyone's just kind of like standing staring at her yeah well that's quite a bit later but it's there's she just, and we're about to get to it, but Wendy comes to her office, tells her, like, uh, my husband's not my husband. And I just remember all this stuff in the 70s one. I love that slow burn of, okay, one person gets told it, they get told it again, they get told it again. They keep going, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go to Lynn anymore. Like, we think maybe something weird's going on. And it's this gradual build, and as a group, they start to figure it out, but it takes ages yeah, before they the really realize. In this one. That is true. She does excel yep. things with the internet. Um, yeah, Wendy, uh, who is our previous version of uh, Belichick, is that correct? Yes. Mm. Yes, of the female Belichick. Yes. Um, same actress. She's at the doctor's office. Um, yeah, she comes to see Carol Bennell, who is a therapist. She tells her that her husband's not her husband and that he killed her dog. So fuck him. Uh, they all go <laughs> trick or treating. Like, I killed my husband. Why? Because <laughs> he killed my dog. <laughs> Uh, they all go trick-or-treating and her friend's kid Andy is attacked by a dog but he doesn't seem phased and tries to suffocate it I think yeah he yeah, puts all the snout, snout. Mm, and no. I didn't get who was it really the dog's blood 
or was it yeah i didn't understand the that. idea of heal? like he heals super fast or is impenetrable or something yeah i didn't understand either because he doesn't really violently hurt the dog he just no. sort of no. tries to the hold dog his dog just whimpers and then it's over i think it's meant to be that he heal, but then that's not what happens later don't know um, and then we get a reoccurring sentence. Maybe it's that bug that's been going around. I hate it when they do this with mothers in horror films like this. It's like, oh, my kid's fucking weird. Oh, maybe it's the bug that's been going <laughs> it's around. Weird. There's great stuff going around. The kid's just like sitting there in the corner. Like organizing obvious. his candy. <laughs> like yeah. a very OCD way. It's like everything's lined up. Uh, but yeah, they find a strand of uh, biomaterial or skin, I guess. Not sure. Um, and then immediately you're getting people on the street crying. We get that close up of that lady walking down the street, like bawling out, and Nicole Kidman walks by her. So we're starting to get that escalation, which I loved so much in the 70s one of mm-hmm. stuff happening in the background on the streets, yeah, right. differences each time you go down the same streets, things like that. Um, and she takes the membrane to her boyfriend, Ben Driscoll. Friend. Sorry, I still have boyfriend written down here because I had no clue to friends <laughs> until later on in the movie. Just made that very clear. <laughs> um, yeah, and so there's already this flu virus all over the news because we get quite a few news real cuts throughout this movie mm-hmm. where they're talking about flu virus and it's all over the world. And then they're saying like later on they start saying how in Europe and Japan they started treating things like better, but here they're just passing it off as a flu virus basically, mm-hmm. um, which was yeah weird. I'm not sure what sort of commentary they're trying they to really do on American media. They really focus on like a lot of touching, like hands. You know, when you hand something to someone else, and it's like this whole idea of like the everyday transfers of things that we as humans in your day-to-day life yeah your interactions and things which i thought was interesting of course they don't do anything with that really no but it is it does like add to that you feel like you feel like niles crane you just don't want to touch anybody's hands without wiping yourself down chairs off at coffee shops um yeah, and then her ex-husband, Tucker Kaufman, and whatever job it is he, he has, he has the power to stand in a room of people and suggest that they have an inoculation, uh, to which someone called Mrs. Cunningham asked how they came up with the shot so quickly. Um, to like, which spitting your coffee. Yeah, Shut up. All, all these snatches throw up into their drinks. Jeez. Which you think they could do it not in the same room? <laughs> like maybe be next door or something? Um, how are you guys with this idea for taking over? It used to be you put a little pod near you. Now it's basically you throw up in your face, <laughs> which is more, I it's, guess, you spread a virus if it's going to be a virus. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to watch, it's more pleasant to see a pod than to see someone throwing <laughs> right. up in your coffee or in yeah. your face. I know. It just makes me like not want to eat out. Ugh. Yeah, it was hard eating the Thai food during the yeah. this I know. Movie that was like right when. Ugh. Yeah. We'll get to that part, but I was like, oh, I don't want to eat. Yeah, it, I, it was definitely confusing at that point for me because I was like, after you've seen um, the Tucker guy go through like the metamorphosis stage, and so I was just like, I didn't really know what they were going for. Is like, I was still very confused about how that process happened up to that point. I was like, oh, okay, so the transfer has to happen via them actually contaminating you like mm-hmm. physically contaminating you yeah which i thought is really strange for something that's a spore yeah. you know it's just it doesn't really correlate for me I don't um know. it feels more like know. a zombie film with that kind of thing like yeah because you have to have that like physical interaction of on some level okay. whether it be from like you drinking or like ingesting something yeah 
Yeah, so. it was a different spin, though. At least it happened, like, afraid yeah, of yeah. drinking water or tea or whatever. Right. Well, it's just you just have to avoid when someone's like, I made you this. Yeah. <laughs> drink it in front of me so I can enjoy watching you drink it. And you're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> you're too eager about my tea <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I also um, found it weird her her friend Ben, as a doctor, he's not that interested when she brings him the sample. He's very, like... Oh, I'm sure it's fine. It's nothing. Like, just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. no, he even holds it up to the light and he's like, and oh, sees it moving. It looks just like a Halloween thing. And she's, and it's moving in a bag. Like it's uh-huh. obviously something really weird. And she's like, no, even with the naked eye, you can see that it has like a cell structure. And he's like, nah, I don't think there's anything to worry about. We'll take it to the lab. Just yeah, but he does it. take it to the lab. Like I, I, know, I just, needed someone to be skeptical. I found everyone's a little bit too, I don't like think he jumping was, on it. Skeptical or unskeptical? I just found him very like, skeptical in that he didn't believe her. Like he didn't think it was. I mean, it's literally skeptical. He was just like, nope, this isn't a membrane until he's proven wrong. And I kind of needed someone to be a bit more like that in this movie, to be honest. So I like the Leonard Nimoy character in the seventies one pushing back against everything the whole time, and then later when you find that he's you know been changed, you don't know when that happened in that process if he was always changed or. Um, but yeah. They were making out. He could have spit in their mouth. Yeah, that's true. I think he probably did. That's how you make out, right? That's right. <laughs> He's just spitting in someone's mouth. <laughs> just pulled them down. That's what I do. Mouth. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, I just wrote down there's not enough character work going on here. I wasn't feeling like I was enjoying it fine. But it was moving a bit briskly for me and I wasn't feeling like I was spending enough time with characters. It was more kind of like, here's plot, here's plot, here's plot, here's plot. Um, and again, not to keep going back to the 70s one, but it has defined for me how you do this story. I felt constantly like we're hanging out with the characters while the plot was happening around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, they did it in that you know, way in a few places. Like I like the next scene where we get Wendy Lang's husband comes to see um, her at, the, at Carol's office and so she rings up Wendy to warn her and then looks out on the street and sees her out on the street and then sees her like running away and driving off and stuff um, yeah I kind of like that scene it's a bit more contextual and yeah. things like that it felt more like the 70s one mm-hmm. and then she picks up her son and, and drives him over to her ex-husband's and they see a woman get hit by a car in a really fucking nasty scene and yeah I know, like, I feel that maybe that is the tipping point for her because it is a scene where, like, is it the person who's actually hit her is still sitting in the car just looking at her weirdly? Yeah, yeah. and then the cop's super weird. Yeah, and they don't want to take any statement, and it's like, we're taking down your plates. Why did you take down my plates? <laughs> well, you would take down someone's plates. Know, that, seemed kind of, that seemed the most normal thing of that situation, and she freaks out with it. Um, yeah, but that, he like, they just really... being proactive about his job. She's like, don't you want my information? I already took down your plates. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you haven't met my mother like yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they, then when they get to her ex-husband's house, obviously we know it's turned, um, but she doesn't know yet. She doesn't really like, if, if I had seen that, I would be destroyed. If you saw that kind of yeah. car crash with someone screaming, yeah. help me, help me, help me. And then particularly if you had a kid with you and she's like, oh, we just saw it. It was horrible. It was really horrible. All right. Bye. Yeah. For a party. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I do like her relationship with the son, though, up until this point. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like that's the, the clearest. I mean, we know that they're mother and son, but it's like a more defined relationship than any of the ones we've seen so far. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, yeah, they establish she tells her kid to take the pills every night. Which I guess is setting up that he has this heart 
Um, sorry, not his heart. This this problem that he had when he was. And he's getting yeah. nightmares again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that just for the nightmares? The pills? Did I she think say? so. That's what she said. Like he had when he, she the ADEM caused him to have like really bad fever dreams. Is what she calls them later. Okay. So are they pills to help him sleep. I think. Well, it's like to alter his brain. So, so that he doesn't have bad dreams. Okay, so I was just trying to put... Freddy Krueger. Like, well, that's just, what I was thinking. Yeah, can they make a point of it in saying, take your pills? Right. So I wrote it down. And then later I was waiting for that, but it seemed to be purely to do with his, you know, his not disease or whatever you call it from that he had when he was younger. Yeah. Nothing to do with the pills? Or was it something to do with the pills? I couldn't tell because I started thinking, oh, is the pills the reason why he was immune? It just, is it going to be this weird concoction? It feels like in so many of these parts of the movie, I just felt like they watched... The original bodies, or like the Donald Sutherland body snatchers, and the original. The we've, we've, we've rubbed the fifties one off the map, even though we all kind of enjoy. Well, it. it just feels like they watched that one or read the books or whatever, and they grafted what they liked or what the main premises of those were, and they were like, okay, we're gonna take these, but we also like this part. We also well, we want to integrate new things, so it was just like these little fragments of stories that you were like, oh, well, I know the general story, so. I accept all of these things. Yeah. And it just, like, it didn't really matter that that didn't have an end. You know, that he it didn't matter if he took his pills or not. This is the problem, though. I feel some of these things were set up for stuff that was probably edited out. Yeah. You get in a different director, you get a different direction. Exactly. It's still an hour and 40 minutes. They wouldn't want to go longer than that with a movie like this. So it's kind of... Stuff had to go from the original director's cut, for sure. Because yeah. it's not like he directed half a movie and right. then someone else came in to finish it. It's like, no, he directed his movie and then they ripped it apart kind of thing um so yeah it's hard to know what was intended originally and what wasn't um so then carol uh goes with ben to a party which wasn't <laughs> was it just was it for anything was it a, was it a i don't i couldn't tell if it was just a charity ball or if it was just a party party okay um and then i've written this down purely for my benefit the kids are playing psps which is interesting console for them to be playing because it's like one of well actually PSP did alright but strange little handheld console and they're playing Ratchet and Clank for anyone who cared um, and then one says something's wrong with my dad and the other one goes yeah mine too and then the end of the scene that is much attention as both kids would give um, then Carol uh, proves herself in what I thought was a very necessary scene at the dinner table where you're like oh okay she has character she's got acumen she can hold up against like someone who's not being a dick but someone who's definitely purposely provoking yeah her. provoking yeah. and enjoying enjoys being oh i'm the most intelligent person on the table kind of thing which is this yorish guy <laughs> who's played by yeah the the teacher from uh the sub teacher from my so-called life yep. um who is also in the west wing um as the pretentious english guy who keeps coming and flirting with yeah. the president's wife mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah there's a weird role to see him play um but she does great in this scene I thought. I thought so too. Some yeah. of the better writing of the film. Yeah, it's like the best writing of the film, really. Yeah, um, and it does set up. I started writing down notes on what they're talking about, but they they talk about so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really setting up a lot of the themes with the world, which basically comes down to violence is in people's nature, and people like to be human is to be ugly in terms of right. yeah the things that and we do. And wouldn't it be just be easier if humans were the we're not human like mm-hmm. basically we ourselves are our own worst enemy yeah um and then she goes home with ben gets kissy kissy um and then it's like no we have to be Never friends mind. We're best friend zones. <laughs> um yeah and then we have 
if the last scene wasn't the tipping point, I think this would be the tipping point. We have a census guy turns up at a house at God knows what time in like the middle three of the or night. Four in the morning or whatever. Uh, ringing a bell or knocking on door, whatever it was, um, and then telling her that he's got to do the census, um, and that they're working all through the night, and that she's the last house in this list, and then she says, "All right, I'll, I'll go and um, what's she doing? She went she to get the tea, tea kettle oh, yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, could we have the nice kettle boiling throughout the scene? Mm-hmm. What is a good device." Um, and then as she walks off, we get the first mouth open and maybe the only the mouth only open. One. I think so. You get a split second of it. Mouth open, big jolt scare with the music. It's kind of cool. Um, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, just the scene by itself. is very scary. Even yeah. Out of context of this. Yeah. So, and just again, men, like middle-aged men turning in house. I don't find that scary in films, but they did it pretty well in this one. I thought it was It's fucking weird and... at like two or three in the morning for yeah. some guy to be like, oh, you yeah. need to take a census. Yeah. And then they're just like violently breaking in and then you just sort of well she locks him out and he could easily break through the glass but he just yeah. gets up and yeah. walks away which is both weird but then also creepy because it's kind of like well we'll get you like i don't need yeah. to put that much effort i'm into not you. worried especially when he says like you're my last house yeah yeah um so she rings up ben and then we just cut to him cooking breakfast next morning now i couldn't tell if he broken into a house or <laughs> has she, she went to over? his place oh is she then at his place that's what i felt like oh maybe but maybe i was was wrong. she called well, she called 911, they didn't him. answer, and then she called him. And then you just cut immediately to him cooking yeah, bacon. Yeah, right. But does he pick up? No, you don't get you No, because you don't get a conversation. No, because no, you can hear her be like, Ben, I'm sorry to call you so late. I just had this really crazy thing happen to me or whatever. Dude, so, yeah. it was gnarly. Dude. She's like, I know you. I just hard friends on you, but can you come pick me up? But I need you to spend the night. Can I sleep over? <laughs> well, I don't know which house they're in. If, if it's his house, it looks pretty similar to hers because it's got those stairs That's coming true. down as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's cooking breakfast for her. Um, she's like, "How? What did the police say?" She said, "Not much." And then they just move on with the conversation. Right. I'm like, I would be freaked out. Like that would be one of those things you remember till the she day you die. Yeah, a lady die. Yep. And, and then, then a guy, like, like a guy, almost jamming break her into door. her house. Yep. in the middle of the night and it's like she's like oh pancakes yeah great <laughs> and it's adorable because it's an english pancakes. boy who can't make pancakes <laughs> he even has a little cookbook Very open burnt. by the stove he's like what <laughs> cute. what Hi. but this i feel was definitely okay. not of the 70s one because you remember donald sutherland loved to cook yeah in the 70s one i thought this was like a revert of that like donald he likes sutherland to do it but he can't would do it. not burn pancakes he would not burn pancakes <laughs> um um yeah and then if if that wasn't bad enough then she's driving a car while watching a video on her yep. phone completely <laughs> like, did you learn nothing yesterday <laughs> uh but from her son i do like that he keeps sending a little videos and stuff it's yeah a nice little yeah it's cute uh but then she looks up and there's people in the van all just staring at her <laughs> weirdly <laughs> but as they should don't watch fucking videos on your texting yeah, phone yeah that's how yeah. i look at people when i see them texting and driving i'm just like I just said on your texty phone, by the way. <laughs> your texty phone. Don't watch videos on your texty phone. You text on your texty phone. You watch videos on your video phone, stupid lady. So dumb. Um, and then, yeah, so we get what we know has to happen because we had that scene earlier where she was walking down the street and we got to see everybody. You're like, all right, well, then we have to see this again later. Much like they did in the 70s one, much like they did in Shaun of the Dead, which you watched recently. Yep. If you're going to show it in that detail, you know you're going to come back and it's all going to be different. And sure enough, we see everybody's weird now. Everybody's standing <laughs> still. Um, and you have a few people running around and getting taken. And we're pretty much at that point. Like, you could easily do an interesting correlation between this one and the 70s one, which is definitely the one it's most using as its guide. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're pretty much at that point when Donald Sutherland is telling the joke um, to the girl in the car. And then that woman oh, goes running yeah. by. Oh, and yeah. everyone's, like, stopping in the bus and looking at them and stuff. 
Um, yeah, so then she... Yeah, she goes to work. Everything's weird at work. She rings yeah. the lengths. He tells her that she's a, uh, that his wife is asleep and ring back soon and she'll be completely fine. Um, and then she begins to put it together that something is happening. Uh, she ben and says the secretary's that, all weird. Yeah, yeah secretary's all oh, weird. No, 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 not it's by a, this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's a new tea. Yeah. You like the orange blossom. Yeah, but she gets saved by the phone. This is a problem with anything where it's like the horror films sort of trying to put stuff in your walls and stuff. You know you're going to have lots of all the protracted scenes and I'm nearly drinking but not drinking. And yeah. luckily they only do it once, really, in this. That's true. Um, and then Ben says that he's noticed weird things too. And then we get a really weird montage of her putting together all of the things that have happened so far in the movie with a few flashes to other things as well. And it feels like when you see a twist, you know, at the end of a movie and the camera's like rotating around someone, you get all these flashes of stuff that happen. You're like, oh, this is what it all meant. But it's at this third of the way through the film. It's like, it's really, it's just one again of the many weird editing decisions. Um, But kind of cool because twist moments are cool. Yeah. And you definitely get that she's putting it all together. Um. And yeah, so then she goes to visit Ben and his friend, um, who is Jeffrey Wright, who plays Doctor Stephen Galliano. Um, he's a cool actor, like this yeah, dude. He's cool. He's one of those people you know from like. Can you name any of his films? Because he's in so many films. Exactly. He's just one of those people. <laughs> um, so he's in Casino Royale. He's in Source Code. He's in The Manchurian Candidate. He's in Boardwalk Empire. He's in W, Lady in the Water, Broken Flowers, oh. Angels in America, Hamlet, like loads of stuff. But recently, he's in a whole bunch of Westworld. That's what it is. Mm. God damn it. <laughs> like I see him in a lab coat. He's doing things. That's <laughs> the film we just saw. Um, yeah. So they go and visit him and the bio tests have been done with the tissue that she brought in. Um, and... In a very convenient scene, he comes up with an entire thesis for everything yep. of the Body Snatchers law. <laughs> Good thing she brought in that sample. Yeah. The whole world would have been screwed. Literally, he figures out everything. Yep. Which He's this has guy. been our problem with every one of these movies. It's where like, you're suspicious and you're suspicious and you're suspicious and then you know everything. Yeah. And that's it. It's like like don't go to sleep. Break. It's going to get like, how do you know that already? Right. Yeah. I mean, it is hard, like, I mean, you guys said it going into this movie and coming out of it. It's hard for us when we've seen, you know, yeah. the other five. How do you tell the story to entertain us? Right. But then you also have to look at it. A lot of people have never seen any of those films before who would have gone to see this movie. So it's like, how do you tell it to make them happy? And how do you tell it to make us happy? Yeah. To make us happy, we don't necessarily want to see people go learning it all again. I actually do. I'm kind of fine with the patience of that. But most people are like, well, we know what it is. So you either need to tell us something new or just get through that as quickly as possible. Mm. So we understand this device of, all right, we have to have a scientist who's off screen most of the time when he figures it out. I feel in the 70s version, he would be a lead character as well. Yeah. And we would have followed his journey with that as well. And instead, he's just there to pop up every now and then to yeah. give us answers, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, but yeah, that did feel a little bit too contrived for me. Yep. Um, but yeah, they get a call from their host from the night before saying something is wrong um, with the Yorish. Was that his name? I think so. Um, and they f- go there and they find the the guest is covered in CGI tissue, a very <laughs> rare disease. <laughs> um, but then the flash from Carol's camera, I think, wakes him up and he attacks yeah. her and yeah. then scuttles away, throwing up on himself and then dies. That was quite a party. Was that just because he was woken up in the middle of it? They said that the 
pulling him out of the REM sleep that quickly gave him, put him into cardiac arrest. Okay. So he had a heart attack. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, That's what happens if you wake me up suddenly. <laughs> so just so everyone knows. Noted. Uh, so then Carol goes off to get Oliver um, and turns up at Eric's husband's house who has strange people in his house. These are my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay them attention. <laughs> um, They're very boring. But they attack her and then throw up in her face. Rude. Right as we're eating our Thai food. That was the moment I was like, timing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it does get a reaction, this. at least. Like, and it was pretty cool. Like, there's a scene later, which we'll get to in a minute, was a lot of volatile. <laughs> and it is pretty icky. Like, it felt definitely, this was definitely a horror film. Yeah. It reminds me of the lizards in Zelda. <laughs> like, <"Bah."> <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and then we get a little weird CGI clip of her system. Like the, her body system. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I couldn't tell what that was trying to tell me at the time. I was in my head, I was like, oh, she's immune. That's what I saw it was doing. Because I thought, well, things are attacking and then things seem to be running away. And then she gets up and she's fine and he's like, it's over. And I didn't get at that point, you have to be infected and then go to sleep. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, she still seems to be fine. So maybe she's immune. Somehow? I just got from that very first scene where she's like, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. I have to yeah. stay awake. I can't go to sleep. Yeah. Like that, that was going to be the She trope. was going to hit that point at some yeah right, right, soon right. time i do like it when we get those people on the street like there's like a girl she walks by and she's gonna fall asleep a couple right. asleep and then a policeman like drag her to down. the ground um so she escapes and rushes out onto the street uh in the suburbs clearly so, in the suburbs at this point she says where's oliver and her husband says he's at jeans and we know that jean lives right next door yeah but at this point he spits in her mouth she escapes runs and gets in her car and leaves yeah. And I'm very confused at this point because I'm like, why didn't you go get your son? Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. Is that what Jean's is, though, definitely? That's what they said. Because she asks her husband, where is he? And he says, he's at Jean's. He's fine. But do we know Jean's is definitely next door? Yeah, because she, she sets that up when she's going to drop when him she's off. Because she's like, isn't it great that Jean at least is next door, so you're never really alone? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, with yeah, going back and forth with people in this movie. When you look at it just on paper, where I was writing out, I was like, oh wow, there's a lot of. And then they go back here, and then I go back here, and then I go back <laughs> well, here. Well, and then, and then she here. goes outside, and people immediately start chasing her, mm-hmm. the infected people. And it's like she's already infected. And at this point, I was not realizing that they couldn't sense if you were infected or not. So. I now understand that that's why they were chasing her because she was running. Just running. So I guess they didn't know she was But infected. it's like. She's like, no, I'm good. It's like someone's trying to say you the big issue in the UK. In my like, mouth. Don't worry. Happened. We did the thing. We did the blast. But yeah, she's clearly running through the suburbs as well. And then suddenly she's in the middle of the city. Right. <laughs> like downtown, in the middle of the city, in one edit. <laughs> Which was like, ah. Because there are people chasing fast. right behind her. Yeah, and she's also incredibly fast. She's fast enough to run with people right behind her from the suburbs, next edit, into the city. But then she doesn't take her heels off until like two scenes later. But she's the only woman in this entire series, any movie for Invasion of the Body Snatchers, who's taken her heels off to run. Yeah, but she's not like only way later. One. She did like her fastest running only one. with the man. The original 1954 one wore the heels. Oh, of course. The 71 wore the heels. Like nobody has taken their fucking heels off. That was supposed to be like, 
God bless you, Nicole Kidman. Like, <laughs> it just takes a song where she's run from the suburbs to downtown and outrun all of these people chasing her. And yet it's only later on. So, oh, maybe I should take my heels off. Like, are you kidding me? You would have thought about that straight you away. You thought I was back this way. Right. Um, yeah, and then no one's chasing her anymore when she gets to the city. Uh, she sees more things going on the street in very 70s reminiscent scenes, which I, I really like these scenes. Um, where you see that accommodation. And then she goes down to the subway. Um, and I remember the first time I saw this movie, I suddenly thought, oh, are we going to be in a completely different movie now for the rest? Or like, are they going to really veer it off track and do something fresh with it? Because she gets this video from a boy on the tube. She can't reply to him because there's no signal. And then someone, like she's sitting there and you're not sure, like you're making up your own mind of who's turned and who isn't. Right. There's a girl looking really scared next to her boyfriend or husband. So you presume. She's like clutching her arm. Yeah. yeah so I presumed that she was real and he wasn't and she was scared of him. Right. Which yeah. is not the case. No. And then you have these other two at the back who you presume are definitely already snatches. And that's not the case. And then you have a guy just doing a crossword puzzle. Yeah. And then like the guy at the back tells her don't show any emotion because they can tell with emotion. And it's very great because you have these people with other stories which I like. Right. Um and then yeah and then someone comes along to like take their tickets basically and his girlfriend i don't think they were there up. to take tickets it was like <laughs> well it's the ticket yeah but he had like 15 people behind him no okay whatever. um yeah so they all try and escape as a group and yeah first time i watched it i was like this is gonna be really cool now she's got a group around her it's gonna be a completely yeah. different dynamic you've got people with different stories and nope she's the only one that gets away Bye. you know battle of projectile oh. <laughs> the other girl almost uh, comes with her I yeah and she's like about to jump she and wasn't then... gonna last long even <laughs> if she jumped off that train it was amazing it's literally just like it's like watching the evil dead it's just spraying yeah. everywhere <laughs> like old ladies doing it everything was great i wonder how they could do it though because when they i mean maybe that's all the metamorphosis is is so that you can have this duct in your throat <laughs> suddenly so you can spray vomit right. like that um, yeah, and then she takes her heels off as she gets out of that subway. And then she comes on outside, pretends to have no emotion, walks out into the streets, and then she gets that cop coming up to her and it's like, they don't sweat, so you should yeah, get out of here, basically. I really, these are my favorite bits in Boy yeah. Snatchers movies, where there's like a silent battle happening, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's all happening in front of you, and people aren't necessarily running and screaming all the time. It's just kind of this balance of pretending. And I still just have such an issue with the idea that this is a spore but that the only way that it can tell if you're infected or not is how you're acting outside. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know about spores, but I would just have a problem in general with the body snatches of, yeah, really, they can't tell their own, even though they seem to be such a symbiotic race. Yeah, it's meant to be this hive mentality thing, but they're not, they can only communicate normally, like human communication. doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I really, it's a genuine, it's a problem for the entire series, I think. Yeah. Um, but it creates great scenes. Although in Puppet the Masters. last one, Puppet Masters, yeah, they that's got not it. the case. No, they I didn't the... like it. Yeah. <laughs> saying. Well, they did that part right. <laughs> Everything yeah. else. Yeah. But, what, but, but it's such a great part of tension to have, you know? Yeah, but I feel like there could be a, a secondary classification that, like, upon closer inspection you can tell so you have to kind of like not be super close to them sort of thing Mm -hmm. i understand that like the whole act normal is a good like initial 
Yeah, I think tactic. I, I think there should be a thing of yeah, you could walk through the streets and they wouldn't notice, but if they actually interact with you, right. they would immediately be, be able, able to tell. tell. Right. Yeah, straight away. I feel that should be the thing. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you have weird things. They all like to break the rules. Like she's walking through a schoolyard in a bit, and all these kids just turn to watch her, and it's like, well, yeah. how do they know? Yeah. And, like right. it's just, but it's just because it's a creepy shot, basically. Yeah. Um, which yeah, kind of pissed me off. But. They had kids swinging in this one too, like they do in the Donald Sutherland. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. They um, didn't swing the camera in this one. No, no priest swinging either. <laughs> yeah, forgot about the priest. So yeah, she goes to try and find her kid um, at the school, but he's not there. Um, and that's the scene where she sees people jump off a building too. Uh, somewhere to, in the middle of all this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. one really, lady freaks out. Yeah, and they get her. Yeah. In a really weird CGI yeah. shot because the falling body looks weird. But yeah. but yeah, it's a cool scene. Cool scene. Um, and then she goes back to her home to hope to find us on there, but he's not there either. So she leaves, and there's a lot of this just like going from place to place to place. Yeah. Um, and then she leaves a big message for him and heads back to the mansion again, where she teams up with Ben and Dr. Stephen Galliano. Um, they head out because people come into the Belichick's house and her husband's turned and all that stuff. It's kind of sweet. I find actually that she willingly lets them in because he's just like, look, we've always done everything together. We right. Should, if you want to be with me, then you should do this. Because I don't think in any of the films we've had someone willingly for their partner decide to go into it. Maybe. Go to what? Well, she willingly allows it to happen because it's a partner who she loves and she trusts him that this is the bed. the only way they can be together is to be turned. Oh. When oh, the you're jumping all the way. Oh, 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 I see what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah, when uh, yeah. Dr. Henrik Belichick comes back to his house I... and he's like, we've done everything together up until this point. Yeah, that was really sweet. I liked that. And she just kind of cries but lets them in so that they can turn yeah. her. And she only really bristles when he's like, is there anyone else in the house? Yeah. So she's still, she's not like yelling at everybody else. Herself, but... Yeah. Which I thought yeah, was kind of nice really to have it. someone give themselves over like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've already uh, escaped. They see Wendy Link, um, her patient from mm-hmm. earlier, already uh, well on the street. And I kept waiting for her to turn up again. I was hoping she wouldn't because like, it's contrived to have at a city like that one person. That you're yeah, seeing again. especially Everywhere. after she's like, I'm going to stay with my sister, which yeah. you assume is not in the city. Yeah, but it's apparently down the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, yeah, she says, she's like, she's saying something about she slept, but she didn't turn or whatever, which then lets them know that maybe there's something in her medical records that right. means she could sleep but wouldn't turn. So they steal a cop car and Daniel Craig gets to play dress up. <laughs> He's just training for Bond. It was really weird. It's just like two scenes for no reason with yeah. the little police hat on. He's like, I was a doctor. And the dude's bloody collar. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, keep the uniform. You thought Halloween wasn't going to show up again and he was playing. Oh, That's, there you go. Oh, see? Nice. Drink a treat. Um, and they head over to her office as the army rolls in. And we're clearly here, yep, again, at that 70s. And it's in the 50s one as well, where they get to their medical offices mm-hmm. um, to hide out. So they learn that um, her kid had ATM when uh, she was a child, which affects your brain and could be the reason. Um, sorry, she learns that her patient Windy. had ATM. When she was charged, which affects your brain, it could be the reason she didn't turn. They don't shy away from biological kind of talk in this. People say stuff, and then I was waiting for someone to go, "All right, but say that in English," and no yeah. one does. They're just like, "Well, that's be- you're respect supposed your to understand that they're both like doctors, yeah. so they should know." Which is cool. I would yeah. like that because if she's panic. able to give prescriptions and stuff, then she would yeah. know what she's talking about. Yeah, 
And then purely Hopefully. by coincidence, her son had the same thing when he was younger. Oh, I have no that. idea about the ADEM thing or how prevalent Don't it know. is. But. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, back at the lab, meanwhile, at the laboratory, <laughs> they found a way to test for it. And his friend, Dr. Heinrich, tells them to get out of the city. Uh, she gets a text from her son, though, at that same time saying that he's in Baltimore. Yes. Is that where? Or is the lab, is the lab involved? Something's in Baltimore. No, he says... He's at whatever ha- someone's house yeah he's at tucker's mom's house tucker's mom's house which is in baltimore in baltimore okay i okay. think because it's a weird city that i didn't really know and when they get to that skyscraper yeah um and then we get more weird editing um as we see what's about to happen in the scene that is happening yeah like so we get the car chase throughout this scene of him in the police car helping her get out and then he like crashes it and then like tells her to get out and blah 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 Um, but we skip through the car chase in a whole bunch of edits while they're sitting there and she's on the phone like they're talking Mm -hmm. Um, and then suddenly when we do get to the car chase it means you've only got about 10 seconds left of it because we've just seen it in these hyper quick weird edits it's a good time saver it's true (laughs) it is true you don't have to get the whole thing i was wondering was it literally that was it literally like well this is too long now with our reshoots and what we like want from the original one well and then to know that they wanted another car chase yeah Yeah. so do they only too much because they do that for sure twice do they only do that twice or did it happen somewhere else with the edit yeah where it's like you're in this scene right then they're splicing in i think they did it twice properly yeah okay there's a few bits where you suddenly get little weird shots every now and then but Yeah. yeah properly like that think only twice but yeah it was a very weird decision i don't i don't know if i've ever seen a film do it quite that way japanese films do that sometimes um mm. japanese anime does it quite a lot but right. for a western film it's very strange um yeah and she gets stopped in the street and they let her through which i didn't understand they're like can we see your oh, card and then she yeah, shows yeah. it and they go never mind like you can come it's through because they're like she oh, acted you cool look like shit she kept yeah, but cool. she looked very teary in that shot. Do you see yeah. it? She's literally got like tears like welling yeah. out of her eyeballs. Yeah. Like, I'd be suspicious of you as a person. <laughs> um, yeah, but she goes to a train and she starts to fall asleep in the bathroom. Um, we have some more of that weird bad CGI as we see the thing moving through her body. And then she kind of has this weird little flash cool dream where she's looking in the mirror and she hits herself in the head. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Which I like that as a good metaphor for it taken over your body right kind of thing. um and she wakes herself up and she opens the bathroom door and that little fucking kid who's <laughs> <laughs> creepy as fuck yeah uh, but not necessarily the actual scary way just in a ugh, shake him off second like he's like just like a grim reaper or something or like a <laughs> funeral director <laughs> yeah he's like you can stop the acting we don't believe you little danro <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then she tells him, and I do like, it's one of the things I like about the body snatchers, and I didn't get it from the puppet masters, is they seem malicious in the puppet masters. You feel like you can talk to them, you can reason with them yeah. a little bit, and you can be, look, I get it, I'm trapped, I will do this thing, but just, you know, I want to do it my own way. And they're like, all right, we get it. There's a little civility to them. Right. Which is, I always liked about body snatchers. Um, which the puking in people's faces doesn't really no. work with. Yeah, you're like preaching peace and you're like, but hold still while I vomit in your face. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she tells him that because she's just found that there's some leftover membrane in the in the bin in yeah. the train. So then she presumably covers herself. I don't know. I guess someone changed and tidied it away because back when there were more people than snatchers. So they needed to hide that stuff at the beginning of the invasion, maybe. Mm. I don't know. But they allow her to do it. She covers herself in the fake skin. 
um, and then make sure she's still peeling it off of a body and creepy little jean opens the door on to her to watch her in a bra Jeez, man. <laughs> um yeah and uh yeah and then she goes and meets tucker and she's still got one little bit to peel off herself just to make him think it as well um and he takes her to the house and once again i have question mark in baltimore because <laughs> i wasn't sure um where she goes and eats dinner with them in what well, was a fairly tense scene i feel but it could have mm. been really tense yeah I wanted it to be more about like her watching everything they did and making sure that she didn't mess up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was curious was... how they would be eating if yeah, they were why eating. Would they be eating? If... Well, they're yeah. still in human bodies, so they still need sustenance and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, this but is what even I find for interesting. Someone to say that or something would be interesting. Well, what I find interesting about a body snatches is that ostensibly, and particularly in this one, but in the others as well, you are just the same afterwards. Like they're still just people. Right. They all still like when you see at the end of the seventies one, they're all still going to their jobs. Yeah. They still do what we do, right. just without love and hate, basically, without emotions in the way. Um, but they don't really want to change stuff. They're not like trying to radically let's rebuild yeah. everything. They just want a different type of society. Yeah, um, which I find interesting because yeah, it really. Gene, he was a... looking at her all weird, and I just wanted there to be some reasoning behind that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like I seen you in your bra, lady. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it's just doing the little. It's like you're looking good for forty. That was not <laughs> Um, yeah, and then she gets a phone call from Ben, um, and they have a little coded phone call, and he says that he's coming for her. I did like how that worked. I hate it in horror films when people aren't smart on the phone, but he immediately yeah. was smart about it. I was yeah, like, that's good because that's how you be. Yeah, except if you're that, that suspicious of everything happening yeah. already, you then like, you're are like, you in yeah. trouble? Then give to like say this thing, like yeah. stop me can, when like, I get hear to him. Around. I know, and it's for our own benefit that we can hear him, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like her husband or her ex could totally hear. Yeah, on the phone and be like, that's not that. Well, there's a bit when someone changes the channel when she's on the phone, and oh. I thought that that was going to be when they change the channel on the TV, it goes something quiet, and then they would hear him or something oh, like that for a second. I thought they were going to play with that as a tension thing. I thought there were a lot of things there to be very to play with, yeah, yeah tense, and they yeah, didn't definitely. really play with any of it. Um, the little kid though is not convinced that she's changed, and she asks if she can get up, presumably to go to the toilet, but she goes to find her son. And they have this cool little bit where they suss each other out by using the pickle code. Mm-hmm. it's good code what is this game I didn't really understand kind of missed it at the beginning basically they'll say something and then they have a competition to see who can name the most variations of that thing mm. so if you do, do it like with nuts bird, later and on and you start like naming all these different kinds of birds but they do it with nuts later and so they did it with pickles earlier what were different type of pickles that you get they were like gherkins bread and dill, butter. sour oh, bread and okay. butter you guys with your bread and butter over here in America Ooh. never heard of it not like enough. never heard of it no never tried it you might like them because they're sweet. I like sweet. But not <laughs> my gherkins. Gherkins should be... They're very... They're not like... Yeah, they're not perky pickles. Perky pickles. I want, <laughs> I want that type of pickle. Perky pickles. <laughs> that sounds like a really low rent strip joint. <laughs> perky pickles. be like a men's strip club. <laughs> that would be, that'd be that'd like be a really great. sad men's strip club <laughs> when no one's well endowed. It's just called perky pickles. They're all like different named different kinds of pickles. Oh, and bread, and butter, oh, bread and butter. Bread and butter. he be everyone's favorite. Show bread and butter. <laughs> oh, we got to start that. You're dill and half dill. <laughs> I'm the real dill. <laughs> You're too dill right now. <laughs> Big dill. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great business idea <laughs> no one's taking that we've got a trademark here right now um so yeah they use the pickle code 
And then the little that little shit comes in and she throws the kid into a bedpost. I know <laughs> she's racist. I would have I would have stomped him in the head. I would not have left that room without his face caving in. He was no way should he be coming after you. Um, and then she escapes with the son, but they see her ex-husband outside who suddenly realizes, oh my God, she hasn't changed. And uh, yeah, it's escaping with a child. So with more creative editing, they run through the streets and through back alleys suddenly and Somehow. through weird things until they hit a dead end. Uh, but her kid finds a window to crawl through while they're being chased and they hide. Closest and we get to a broken window in this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's like a small basement window in all of them. Yeah. I was like, well, it's a good thing she's like a size two in this. Well then, if there's a through no thread in these things, we there. should pick our favorite by the end. So, which was your fall's favorite? Oh, it's always gonna be the first one when the, he just like pokes his head. Oh, and he's amazing. like, "Hey guys, oh, oh, why? Why? I forgot all yeah, about yeah. that." Is that the cop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it. so. Yeah, because he's like hanging. Okay, so down what's going on down here? And then someone comes down the stairs. Hello, what's you in my basement why is for? In my basement? <laughs> um, her ex-husband seems to magically know where they're hiding. Which weirded me out. Yeah. Because there's well, no, no way to know. They walk past, but then once she and her son start walking, he steps on glass. Yeah. But there, I thought... Hmm, so they make I guess, noise. But that's crazy quick. It's like the split second after he does that, basically, the guy comes there through the There is the, the uh, thread, or the thread through scene of them, like, kind of ducking under while you hear feet overhead. Yeah. Which is cool, because it's like the whole... I mean, he just seemed in, very sure to me. No, no, no. I'm saying there's... That's a through scene from all the other ones. Oh, I see. There's always that like them hiding while there's like well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. people are running. But he just seems them. way too short for me. It's like whether yeah, you heard even glass being crying, he comes in and then changes the door shut and then starts like, you know, talking to them. I know yeah. you're in here. It's like, no, he like you kind don't. of changes yeah, he's it like, shut. This is your father. He's like, <laughs> well, you don't know they're in there. Like it mostly do a cursory look. It was it was yeah. Way too yeah, contrived for me. Um, and then yeah, he does do what I think is kind of a good line. He says, "You give people pills to make their lives better. How is that so much different from what we're doing?" Yeah. Um, and I think they, you know, I think they're discussing. Kind of true. As always with body snatchers, I feel like the body snatchers films, when they're done right, it should be like what Romero, rest his soul, what his zombie films used to do when they were done right, which they would reflect on that decade and the social commentary of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what all the best zombie films do. And that's what yeah, I think the best. I like this one definitely is they're trying to update. I don't know if they've successfully discussing what they're trying to say but they definitely know what they're trying to say yeah um and they put some good points it's a convincing argument Mm -hmm. uh she goes over the door to mess with the chain thinking he won't hear (laughs) and then she's like gets over there and she's just like i'll put the hammer down then shall i what the fuck are you gonna do (laughs) it was just so stupid that was the only stupid thing i think also well the the son was still hiding in that like tiny little cabinet Right. She, was she gonna like open the door and then go back for him yeah. and walk to the door like again? A in a space that looked really small, like it didn't look that big. Yeah. Down there. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That was, I, I think that was the only stupid thing she did in, in a movie, and it's a horror yeah. movie, so fair enough. Um, but then the kid hits his father to the floor, and then she smacks him in the head. Yep. And they run out of there again. Crush his face in, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they run out well, of there. That, I think they're he's like, out yeah, more do. than the little boy. She smashed yeah. his head with a oh, hammer. Yeah. The other kid just yeah, like but still, I think he's more of a threat than a little boy as well, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they go to find a pharmacy, so we know we're looping back to that opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
And then she starts explaining to her son about how like she can't fall asleep. So what happens if you fall asleep? Don't fucking let me fall asleep. <laughs> and then basically tells him to pop fiction her if she does fall yeah. asleep. Yeah, like, Mia Wallace says shit. Yeah, you're gonna take this adrenaline. And you remember that thing with the person with the thing? Diabetes. Remember how her shot? You don't have to shove yeah, it in her heart. Yeah, exactly. You gotta do that for me though. <laughs> now with diabetes, you don't just. <laughs> you probably never saw anyone well, stab later in his life and he's got like some friend who's diabetic and he's like don't worry i got it <laughs> yeah i just know it give me your insulin shot in your heart she should have been remembering that film that i shouldn't have shown you because you were too young oh well, yeah <laughs> then you should do what the mia wallace does yeah because you said pulp fiction was relevant right now too yeah that was, well, like that was the last one that was the last one. Oh, that's that right was the last one. um it's always relevant though it's always <laughs> he, relevant. he would have been able to watch it uh, no, he should, he should not be watching. No, I know, but I'm like at eight or something. He would have physically, like physically. Yes. yes. He was alive. He could watch he it. Watched it. <laughs> um, then Ben rings and says that he's, he's coming. So we have what well, a lot of the rest of the movie is them hanging out in this pharmacy, basically. Um, her son finds a locked door and asks what's in there. Uh, oh, I, I lied. The second dumb thing she does in this movie where she goes to get away from that. I'll go in and leave you out here, even though I spent the entire fucking movie. With the wall behind you, splattered in blood, while he's playing with the water fountain that's underneath (laughs) the blood splattering. Yep. She's like, don't, don't touch that handle, but I'll go in. You stay here. But why would you even go in? It's a lot. It's like a sharp locked door. It's like, well, leave it. Yeah. (laughs) Seems sensible. For (laughs) reason. Don't need to know. That's strange. And then, yeah. she, and then as soon as you see like all the bodies, like all right, fuck that. But it's like no, nope. yep. she's lots of bodies. But yeah, she wants to go and get the cop's gun. So she goes and gets the gun, and then tells the son to not open the door, and then falls asleep because <laughs> she gets snoozy. Um, wakes up, takes more pills, drinks more soda, Pepsi. Buy your Pepsi. Mountain Dew first. It gets yeah. three twenty in the morning. Still not around. Um, the door she closed starts to bang. How how is this like? Because we really are getting into near the finale. Of the movie is it like we knew you're gonna end up in a pharmacy we hoping for more from the pharmacy scene or yeah. was kind of waiting around sort of falling asleep the, the bang at the door i found a bang at the door pretty creepy when that starts yeah um and I'm, i didn't mind this scene if we were, i don't know if there's going to be more of this kind of siege thing going on but it just felt kind of weird it felt like i could, i kept just imagining the screenplay being oh and she waits and then she kind yeah. of nods off and then she drinks some coke and then she waits and then i was hoping for more of like the dream sequences like she had on the train yeah i thought it was going to be more of her like her versus herself like yeah her fighting herself to not be asleep and so for the the first time that she wakes up and then goes and takes pills and then drinks i thought that that was going to be that's in her dream what she was doing and there wasn't like I thought there was going to be more of a struggle with herself over that, mm-hmm. but and then it wasn't. So it was kind of just like, oh, that's not going to happen. So it was really, it was played out really straight-handed, which I could have, I thought it could have been much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You could have gone more surreal with that stuff. Yeah. Um, but then she she falls asleep away from her son for some reason. Because like, she gets she up had to been get yeah walking around. Oh uh, why? Because she Cause had to get pills and drink Pepsi. Oh my God, she, she, she seems so worried about she, son. I don't believe she keeps like, leaving him. She seems to like kind of just pass out. Yeah, she doesn't seem no, to No, like, but she sits down and then like passes she's out. sleepy. Yeah, I just don't believe that she would leave her son at all, basically. Um, Pepsi then, needs more caffeine, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he wakes up, finds her asleep, and she's beginning to change. So he pop fictions her. Uh, very well. 
Yeah, it's a good stab. Quite easily. He's obviously yeah. stabbed John Travolta would be proud. <laughs> she wakes up with a jolt, splashes water in her face, comes out, uh, sees Ben, who's standing next to the door that's locked. So clearly, don't trust him. I yeah. have written down that even as an alien, Nicole Kidman just looks like a fairy mermaid. Yeah, it was like sparkly. and <laughs> She just looks good. Like She looks like she's like, I went to a rave. What's up? All right, so let's address it's this. It's like we... perfectly right under her eyes, and it's kind of glittery and pretty. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look bad. We were talking about it when you we stopped to this, like... Nicole. We, start, yeah, we stopped to prep happen. our food to eat midway through yeah. the movie. And I was saying, look, it is possible because they do in a lot of these Hollywood films. And people don't believe it because they seem so much work. But guess what? Movies are a lot of work. They CG... million They CGI <laughs> out wrinkles the cgi out spots she is glowing yep she looks, she looks like so glowing angel. that it is possible they did that with quite a bit of this movie because she mm. does look too perfect yeah because there's it's that also- scene when she's talking to her her when she's like her ther- the therapist to that windy lady and you see the back and forth of them so i'm like Huge i would hate difference. to play opposite nicole kidman because mm. all i could see in the windy lady was like all, I mean, she's like a normal looking person, but all you could see is like freckles and wrinkles and lines and it like goes over Nicole Kidman and she just looks like she's freezing in from <laughs> a yacht somewhere or something like her yeah, hair is, is she like happy? perfectly flouncy. She... She'll she be fine. She was married to Tom Cruise. Would you have been happy? I make <laughs> bad decisions in life, you know? <laughs> Katie Holmes got a kid out of it. What do you want? Whether or not, I do agree. Like, I mean, it isn't, Nicole Kidman does have a very porcelain structure to her. Like, she's only yeah. recently starting to show age now. She's like 50 or whatever. It's but, um, yeah, so it's entirely possible she's Nicole Kidman. We should ask And Tandro. also, she does start, yeah. And be like, does she have wrinkles? And we're saying she does start <laughs> in like I a little... I don't believe it. One freckle. Line. She has one freckle, right? <laughs> And her little weird white thing she's in at the beginning where she's basically naked and you can see her nipples and ass and stuff and she looks like she's like 18. That kid is going to have a very distorted view of what 40-year-old women look like yep. Yeah, when he gets older. But she has a really small boobs. I don't know how she always looks like she had big boobs in this So she walks around like this like every what time kind of that bra she's standing she there. Using? A padded one. <laughs> <laughs> Jacuzzi. 17 million times. <laughs> That's true. It's a lot of pads. A lot of tissue paper. <laughs> I'd be like, make my boobs look good. Just money, money, money. <laughs> Maybe she just puts the money in her bra. There you go. Oh, very nice. That's $70 That's million dollars in her boobs. <laughs> All 17 That's what million. it looks like. That's what a boob job <laughs> <laughs> looks like. Uh, yeah, anyway. So then... Um, ben shows up. He's turned. And he tries to have a conversation with her. And she's like... She's pointing a gun. And he's like, is this who you are? Is this who you want to be? And makes other good points. Uh, what if people... And then he starts talking about... Remember that time when we were in... Was it Vermont? Or Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Like, and he said, what if people could live like those trees completely in harmony as one? I love though that he said, you remember what you said to me? So I didn't say anything to you. <laughs> like, we didn't right. speak. She's like, I was really stoned, okay? Yeah. <laughs> remember no, we dropped acid? And that's eyes like... wide shut, you think? Some married to Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe a little bit too on the nose, that line of like, what if we could be like trees and all one unit and just spreading like roots to different things? Like, yeah. Um, but it does hammer home the point and you can see the struggle in her where he's like, you, you know, deep down, you know, that this is the better way for people to be. And as a psychiatrist, you know, this is a better way for people to right. be. And, and you don't have the argument that they had in the seventies one of, you know, but love, what about yeah. love? love is the greatest because well, she's got no one makes it seem like they can be together still. Cause he's like, we can still be together. Like it's all the same. But I mean, I guess she does do it because the reflection of this one is it's all about her kid rather right. than about the yeah. partner, which the other one was about. 
Um, and she does that thing of, well, what happens to my son? He's like, well, there's no room for that little fucker. He's like, oh, we're going to kill him. But remember the trees in Aspen. So she shoots them all and runs away. Um, why, why can't she shoot everyone in the knee? I mean, she could, but fuck them, right? Why, why does she have to murder people? She doesn't like them. They, She's tired. <laughs> She's murdered a lot of people. She has a lot of people. Oh, you know, aliens, it's fine. You can hate murder aliens. Um, so, yep. Yeah, then Stephen rings Ben's phone, um, which is in the car that she's in. So she picks it up, asks him for help. She's driving away in a very protracted big car chase sequence. So that's pretty fucking don't cool. Answer your phone while you're driving. <laughs> yep. And then they, speaker. they get a uh, the snatches are surrounding them completely. She kind of gets uh, knocked unconscious. The kid then locks the door from the mall. It's kind of a cool scene. The snatches are starting to get in. Then she wakes up. Stephen says they're in a helicopter in the city, which seems convenient. Um, and then we get a, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool car, car chase. Like it's and you can tell there's no green screen. Like it feels right. real. Well, this is where her rib probably got broken. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, and I said earlier, it's a fact on this thing that they stated there's no green screen. There was green screen in that car earlier when they're driving. Well, so. it might have just been like a a moving screen on either side of the car. It mm. wasn't technically a green screen. It'll or be something. a green screen. Well, no, they're probably blue screen. <laughs> they probably Maybe. get around it that way. Um, is it only me? I thought this car chase was cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. cool. I thought it went on a little long. Right. Like all the people in the car, I was like, they would like fall off by now. The majority of them, they hung on for a pretty long time. Aliens. I've written down. Pretty sure her kid is just immune to the virus. Not three successive car crashes. Yeah, he keeps getting. (laughs) He handles it. He's gonna die just from the car accident. (laughs) Like, like, the kid's in the front seat and he's little. He should still be in a car seat. He's a little kid. (laughs) I agree. had been paralyzed or something yeah instead he's like i got this pass out he handles a lot of things emotionally very well mother in the heart it's a good thing his mom's a therapist because he's gonna need it um but yeah they're told which building to get to to a landing pad the snatches for a kettle bomb uh car and the molotov yeah which is a type of kettle bomb the same thing isn't it i'm pretty sure they're the same thing they are in video games adorable um she tries to get to the uh, roof, but yeah, the, the, the car crashes. She crashes the burning car. Uh, but it's cool visual to have this burning car like going through the streets and it stuff. Was very yeah. Cool. Um, and then they have to go on foot. They're chased by dozens of snatches. And for some reason, they decide to opt for the elevator. It seems like a bad idea to me. Um, and Nicole Kidman lets out a roar. Yeah, for, yeah. You want them to walk up the stairs? I just, I just wouldn't get an elevator with them. Uh, she lets out a roar. Did you notice that? Like, so she's, the door, elevator doors are shutting. One of them, like, reaches in. She smacks it. And then she goes, does, like, a proper, like, rah! <laughs> <laughs> just as the thing closes. I did not that notice was great. that. <laughs> Loved it. Interesting. She really went for it. So I got picked 17 million. Here it is. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, on the roof, the chopper sets down. Were you expecting more of a kerfuffle with this? I was expecting at least one of them to try and grab the helicopter. Yeah. They all just seem to be like... Well, we missed it. Were you expecting? Well, they uh, had the military shirtless... guys like ready to sh- shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was expecting them to like battles as and... they're taking off yeah. to like have to shoot a few, but no one shot yeah. anybody. Were you expecting a shirtless man to talk to his father oh, in yeah. a helicopter and <laughs> make some decisions on life? Donald Sutherland suddenly turns up. Autopilot. Autopilot. 
Uh, but no, they just get on board and take off. Yeah. And now this is one of the things like I feel maybe this was from. It's really hard. You're trying to piece together like what feels to you guys like it's just been shoved in there. The car chase stuff does to me. The editing does for me. Yeah. Which is normally two more actiony mm-hmm. stuff. Which makes sense. But this ending, maybe this was really the German way of just like, no, maybe. they just get away. The helicopter's there. Why yeah. do we have to have a big showdown and stuff like that? But it's hard to tell. And it's kind of weird because you kind of, it's playing with which way it wants to satisfy you. Obviously, do you want the more mature, realistic way or do you want the more fun popcorn right. way? And it is stuck. Um, and then we get, for me, my least favorite bit in the movie. More newsreel footage comes in and within about five seconds, they show, oh, we have the immune we spread the immune, everything's cool, and then here's a year later. <laughs> like, just like that. And I yeah. was timing it, it was like 10 seconds max. It just, even if you spent a good 30 seconds, you know, just like letting me feel that a bit gradual, and then stop on the shot and start on it, and then just be like a year later or something. Right. But no, they just barrel straight through it like they're, you know, running for the door at the end of a party because they're yeah. going to be somewhere. It yeah left a real bad taste in my mouth no right. matter the fact that it's like oh and everything's happy which just pisses me off in these things yeah anyway. and then you get like the quick successive succession of questions from reporters to the scientist guy and so it was like bam bam, bam 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 like let's wrap this up yep um to which he gives his very heavy-handed reply of like when they say is the virus like all gone and he's like pick up the newspaper for better or worse we're human again right which is no. really hammering home there yeah their message we're still and he looks really war. fed up about it but this is kind of interesting because I didn't notice this properly the first time, I don't think. But yeah, he looks fed up about it. I'm like, actually, you know what? I think we shouldn't have done this. Um, and then, yeah, so we get the little kid that she smacked in the head. I can't remember his name. <laughs> They're friends Jean. again. Uh, he now his lives with them. His parents are now dead. Yeah, his parents are dead. <laughs> Apparently, you don't remember anything that happened. Yeah. Very convenient. Doesn't remember her shoving his face against a bedpost. <laughs> That's good. Then he just wakes up crying and doesn't know why. Yeah, he kisses him. She's like, I love you. I do you remember the time? Like, um, your mom's great. I'm a little scared of her for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. And then Craig, Craig Daniel Craig, uh, Ben, he's he's also okay. And for some reason, they decide to hide him behind a newspaper like it's some big reveal. I know. <laughs> and he pulls it down. You're like, oh, it's him. <laughs> he's alive. I thought it was going to be a lion. Well, maybe they were meant to think that he died or something. Yeah, but who do you think was talking to her? They showed someone talking to her. It has his voice. And then they do this reveal. I know. It's really dumb. Um, And then, yeah, like you have the stuff going on on the newsreel in the background. And she's shown definitely looking regretful. She definitely in those last few seconds looks like actually the world would have been better. I didn't get regretful. Oh, I mean, 100%. I got it. I got it from her having like her interior monologue. But when she's looking at Daniel Craig, I thought it was more like you can't really trust people. Like that you don't really know that it's. What else is going on in the background? Because something else is happening in the background. What are it? the news story titles on the paper that he's reading? Because it could be see. like something about. We got it right here, watching it live. You can't really see it. Ah, uh, yeah, you can't really see. Yeah, because then you get so then you get the repeat yeah, so of the quote from Yorish, yeah. who's saying like, "Yeah, people basically are shit," and that's right. how you know we're people. Yeah, and she just looks really just sullen, and I really feel like that's how she's looking. It's like, yeah, I've returned us to that state. Like by me taking my kid and letting him know this is how you make people immune and blah blah blah. I've brought us back to the human state, which is what that guy which was saying at the dinner table, which is that everyone's and, fighting and yeah. that we're horrible people. And I really definitely get that from that look at the end of like 
maybe it would have been a better world. Interesting. And I should have left it. Um, and then we get this end credits, which makes it look like space, but it's not. It's all molecules and viruses and stuff, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool because then at the very end of it, it kind of like it comes out that zooms cup. up and it's just all in a cup that they spat in. So yeah, a real modeled film. Let's yeah. say that. Um, again, like we said, hard to judge. So it's going to be hard for you guys because I want people to judge this film. Like, first of all, like, if you can, try and be objective about it. If someone hadn't seen any... Hey, little spider friend. It's just right here. Hello. And someone <laughs> hadn't seen any... Here's my opinion. Body Snatcher films. Like, I want it. How do you think they might feel about this one? And then, obviously, mm. with the reality of the other Body Snatcher films. Um, how do we feel here. about it? Um, so who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about the invasion? Are you asking just feelings on the invasion or yeah we're just going to do this one first and then we're going to talk okay. quickly about which ones are favorites and stuff um ali i guess <laughs> i don't know what's talking so i'll jump in um i liked parts of it and then i disliked other parts of it and i think a lot of the parts or not a lot of them but a good majority of them <laughs> Alice currently banging, banging his computer inside my laptop and I'm going to have this in bed with me later and it's going to crawl at me and I'm going to scream and Katie's going to wake up. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm about to get attacked by a spider. spider. I'm used so to it. Should we calm down? You love Spider-Man. Embrace it. Let it bite you. Sorry, Embrace Ali. It. What are you saying? Um, I think some of the things that I don't like about it might just be because we've seen the same story so many times. Six times. Four to... The faculty and the puppet masters are similar stories, but like the other core four pretty much go scene by scene. Like, you know, exactly. They're all so similar. You know how they're all going to like when we were watching it, Katie was like, I had to pretend like I didn't know what was going to happen. And that's kind of how I felt. Um, I thought I really liked the opening sequence a lot of this. And then I didn't mind the weird editing splices. I thought it was kind of cool. I think if they had only done it once, it would have been weird. Because you'd be like, you didn't do this anywhere else. Why all of a sudden are you doing weird shit? And it would have felt out of place. Yeah. But they were doing, like, not consistently, but enough that I was like, okay, that's fine. It's kind of cool. Okay. So I went with it. How, how do you get on board with these versions of the characters? Like, with, you know with Nicole Kidman as opposed to you know, um, Jeff Goldblum or I, Sutherland or the guy from the original or yeah, that the guy with eyebrows from the 90s the <laughs> <laughs> um, I still think the 78 version has the most charismatic characters mm-hmm. and likable and relatable these ones were fine I liked her relationship with her son I thought that was cute I thought he was cute and he did a pretty good job um, but other than that I was like not super attached to anybody do you find it scary that's the question i'm interested with these because they are side no. by horror i think honestly i think the scariest bit was like the guy trying to break into her house yeah yeah i think that was most effectively that was, made yeah scary bit but i mean at least like the thing i love most about the 78 version too is there's a good it's a good balance of humor also yeah which like makes you like the characters more and relate to them more and there's not really any of that i don't think there's any humor in this no there's not many personal lifestyle moments yeah which is quite a lot in the 70s other one. than pickles pickles <laughs> turkey pickle <laughs> um watson how do you feel about the invasion 
Um, I think this would be a difficult one to come to fresh on the series. I, I wouldn't like it if this was the first one I'd seen. Um, it's convoluted. It's story is kind of all over the place. Even knowing the story, I was lost in some of the parts of what they were trying to tell me. Um, and I think the thing that I was missing the most in this is tension. Like the, the 78 version, that's my favorite part of that film is that it just, it's such a nice slow burn at the beginning and it just builds this eeriness that's like palpable by the time that the follow through happens. And you just don't really get that in here. And I think that the opening sequence really kills that from the very beginning for me, because you're already starting with action. You're already starting with like in the crux of where everything is going to come to a point. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that obviously at that time, but when you come back to it, you then kind of know like, well, this is the height of where I'm going because this is where I've been trying to get to this entire film. And I didn't think that the characters had the chemistry in this that they do in the 78 one. Um, Besides, yeah, besides her and her son, I didn't really care. I mean, Daniel Craig's always going to be charismatic and like lovable. And she's obviously great, but to really be like, I didn't care that Daniel Craig had turned. It didn't like make me feel sad the the way that it did when I like maybe Donald Sutherland had or didn't Mm -hmm. like, I felt involved in his story. Whereas I just didn't really feel involved in anybody's here, especially once you realize that the little kid was immune, you didn't really fear for him mm-hmm. anymore. I think it would have been more interesting if she was immune. She was a liability kid, to him, really, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. but like... Or if I, they had like threatened him more, I think that would have been a yeah, good tactic. Yeah, exactly. Because you didn't really see what happened to the Wendy character. So yeah. if you would have seen her like, I don't know, like execution style shot in the yeah. middle of a place, like you would then understand the reality of what happens mm-hmm. to the people who are immune. And like the the measures that were they were looking to take to eradicate those people, um, because yeah, other than that, I mean, or even had like an area where they were like pushing or parading all the people who were immune and like keeping them corralled or quarantined or something and keeping them away from everyone else because there just wasn't this fear really. So I, yeah, I just I was very confused by it. Um, I was never scared. And I just didn't find it that exciting. Okay. okay. So we'll get to like more of the not necessarily exact scores, but the order stuff in a right. second. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I like a bunch of the stuff that they threw in here. I do like that there's some immune people. I think it's something different. I don't mind the vomit thing, but it doesn't necessarily go with everything else in the body snatches. I don't like that they just sort of change without the pods. I do find pods is very important for the body snatches mm-hmm. ethos, um, and not just for traditional reasons, but how it works like you can't have them changing like that um it's definitely it is hard with something that's this muddled with different directors and all this stuff that happened to know really what's going on with it and what's to blame but it does feel all over the place to me um but i do like you know it's definitely trying to hop back to the 70s version and i do you know i, I don't normally like nicole kim and that much and stuff i did like her in this fine actually uh, i thought her yeah relationship with kid was cool i actually like her relationship with daniel craig fine um i think they're kind of sweet certainly nowhere near as much as donald sutherland and i've forgotten her name already but the lady who's in yeah his girlfriend in mm-hmm. that film um but 
uh, the way I see this film now, coming back to it, I certainly didn't like it as much as I did the first time, where I think I was just a big apologist for it because people were hating on it so much. I mean, you heard those reviews, I was saying, like, right. which I think are way over the top. Yeah, they're a bit drastic. And partly probably need your reaction just to the press around it at the time. Um, but the way I look at it now is it's basically like, I agree they all have the same plots, but the 51s feels very different for me. The 90s one actually feels very different for me because of its like setting and you're already coming in and it's already happening. This and the 70s one feel like, this one definitely feels like a modernization of the 70s film. Yeah. And the way I see it is like, if you, if, the, if you love that 70s film, this is like a cover song, you know? It's just like a band came along, they did something a little bit, you know, a bit of more bigger production value on it, did, you know, something a little bit different, a little bit more modern, and it's nowhere near as good. Like, it's nowhere near as good, but it has certain merits to it. Like, it definitely does. You know, there are some cool stylish themes in it. Um, If you like seeing those beats that you saw from the first one, you'll see them again here, just not done as well. Um, And there are, yeah, a few new things thrown in. So I really see it's like, if you've seen that 70s one a lot, then really, you know, I can get people to watch this and hate it because it's a 70s one. But I see it as if you really love the 70s one, then you should watch this one and like it, you know, but not love it. But you should at least be like, you know what, that was all right. Yeah. But just because I'm bored of watching the 70s one so many times, I want to see a slightly different version of it. Mm-hmm. And that's really what cover songs are like most of the time. It's just a slightly different spin on something that you know and love, but you don't want to listen to that original recording anymore. Whereas the 50s and 90s one, I think they're you know, drastically different. You know, Some people would love the 70s and hate the 50s. Some people would love the 70s and hate the 90s. Um, but I feel the kernels of story stuff are the same Yeah. between these two. Um, so I enjoyed it. I just didn't... Yeah, I didn't care too much i was quite i still don't think it's a bad film i just i don't I'm, think it's as bad as those reviews make it out to be definitely no i'm just i'm very interested in what the original cut was like i would love yeah. to see an original cut for this um particularly since he is a very interesting director um but sadly this film did not do well enough or have enough cult status for that to ever happen i can't right. imagine we'll ever see a director's cut of this um so yeah like i said normally with a franchise we do a separate podcast where we come back and we talk through our favorites in the series and then with like jason or whatever we'll do favorite kills or favorite masks or whatever there's not much to do that with this because it's not a franchise but i do think we should talk about what's our favorite put them in order um and then yeah like since it is a sci-fi horror which one you know which one do you think's the best horror film which one succeeds best as a horror film for you um and then I've got one last thing to wrap the podcast up with at the very, very end. Ooh. So, <laughs> who looked best in white pajama pants? Katie. <laughs> Let's start with you. Can you rank these from worst Sutherland. to best um, in these movies? From worst to best. Yeah. Um, I would go with the military 94 one. Okay. As the worst. The uh, so body snatchers number six for you. Yes, um, the fifties one is second. This one is third. Invasion is third. Um, faculty, am I missing one? Oh, I keep forgetting about the faculty. <laughs> 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 no, you're not missing one. You got the puppet masters. You got fifties, nineties. Oh wait, the two nineties. Um. We just did the puppet masters. I'm trying to remember. Um, do 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 do. I would do puppet masters. Faculty. This one. Wait. What the? Wait. <laughs> I messed it up. 
Puppet master, faculty, then 78 Donald Sutherland. So puppet masters, uh, sorry, so the very bottom one is Amazing on the Body Snatchers, 90s. Then, sorry, Body Snatchers is your least favorite. Then Puppet Masters. No. Pu- the Body Snatchers <laughs> is my least favorite. Number six, Body Snatchers. The Number five. Is the 50s one. The 50s, Invasion of Body Snatchers. Yes. Number four. Is uh, Puppet Master. Number three. Faculty. Number two. Wait, I messed it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers are hard. It's hard to do it backwards for me. Like, I like to go my favorite and then down. And just, we'll come back to you. We'll just write it down and then read, <laughs> then read them backwards. Think about it. <laughs> Allie, number six. So, least favorite body snatchers from 94. Okay. Then um, number five, puppet masters, also 94. Okay. Bad year. Bad year. <laughs> um, number four, the 1956 original. Yes. Original well, version. Well, depends who you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Three is this one, the 2007 one with Nicole Kidman. Two is the faculty for me. And one is the Donald Sutherland 1978 version. Cool. Are you there, Katie, or do you want me to do it? Wait. This is kind of fun to watch happen. It's going to do some dead air for a bit. And uh, wait, what was my least favorite one? You're missing two. The no. Twilight Boy. What Body is, Snatchers oh, from yeah, 94. Yeah, Heather 94 Invasion. You only got five lines written down there. What did you say? I have this one with the little arrow oh. in there. <laughs> you still, are you even writing Shut it down? Up. <laughs> All right, Shut so num- number six. So least favorite is the 94 Body Snatchers. Body Snatchers. Second... Number five five. (laughs) is the 54 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Number four is Puppet Masters. Number three is this one. The Invasion. The Invasion. Number two. And the Faculty. Number one. And then Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 78. Is that the same as you, Ellie? No, No. she's flipped 56 and Puppet Masters. 56 is lower. I love that Puppet Master film secretly. Um, yeah, I'm different from you guys. Puppet Masters, definitely my number six. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1950s is my number five. The 94 Body Snatchers is my number four. Um, the, now, then I struggle. I really do because I go with, do you want something unique and interesting, which is the faculty. But when I came back to it, I was really disappointed. Actually, I used to love that movie. I was really disappointed. Or do you go with something (laughs) completely rote that's been done better before? But I think it's, you know, it's, I don't know. But I have to go with Invasion at number three because the faculty is more interesting and that's number two. By an unbelievable bunch of fathoms, I think Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 70s version, is yeah. the best. By just staggering depths. I agree. So we're all like similar um, in our bottom three. We our top just have three. have them all different. All right. I mean. Oh, yeah. I guess top and bottom. We all just have them mixed yeah. in different words. Yeah, yeah. And we all agree that the 70s one is, is the best. It's film. number one. Yeah. Um, and for me, in terms of horror films, the 70s one is still the creepiest. It's still yeah. the best. Like, it's a midnight horror film, though. Um, I'd argue the one that's trying the most to be a horror film is you know, both of yours. Least favorite, the 94 Body Snatchers. That one's really <laughs> trying to be a horror film. It's trying um, to make me fall asleep. But for sure, the 70s one is the creepiest. I think that's why I like it. It's like I like the characters the most. But the faculty is more of a slasher film. 
That's true, but it's so, very fun. I mean, it it's a popcorn action. It depends on what you consider a horror movie. If you're looking for blood or if you're looking for suspense, creepy, creepy. like creepy. Yeah. There's some blood in the 70s. I mean, I agree, but I, I don't... Really. I mean, yeah, it depends if you want to jump or if you want yeah. something to get under your skin. Yeah. Um, and I really can't... Like, I was so happy to come back to that 70s one and, and I can't overstate it to people. You know, it's such a good movie. Like, I really think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And... Certainly one of the best science fiction films ever found made. Not um, just because of Donald Sutherland's hair. <laughs> it's just there's so <laughs> many good things about that movie, just from the pacing to the actors to these little moments, contextual. There's just a yeah, grimy like, twist like, to it. Yeah, like the joke he's telling in the car. Yeah, and it's and like, yeah, yeah, it's great it's little moments in it. Wonderful. And it really is, like, as a midnight movie, it is just perfect. It's yeah, exactly what you want. It's got Leonard thing. Nimoy and Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah. I love Jeff Goldblum's character what so much. What more could you want? Yep. And Nothing. great effects, like great practical effects. Yeah. yeah. There was only like one bit of thing that it's was really hokey. So, have we said everything we have to say about the invasion films? We happy you did it. You went on this journey? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 78 version was worth it. Definitely. And the faculty. <laughs> yeah. I really I like the faculty. the faculty. Yeah. It's pretty good. It was fun. So, before like, I want to announce uh, on this podcast what's going to happen next on the horror channel. But before we get to that, there's one tiny last bit. Of invasion of the body snatchers news to wrap up on so 15 days ago i was like oh boy where you tell us that they announced the invasion of the body snatchers remake is coming oh my god uh from the conjuring 2 writer and oh the predator no. producer Whoa. Hmm. so there's a lot of but i'm gonna read the latest bit of news on this on imdb um deadline is reporting that warner brothers is set to remake invasion of the body snatchers has hired conjuring writer David Leslie Johnson to pen the script. He will be joined by John Davis, the producer of the Predator films, including the forthcoming The Predator, who will produce the new version. The original film was based on the 1954 sci-fi novel The Body Snatchers, written by Jack Finney. It followed the Doctor, blah, 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 blah. Um, don't know anything else about it. I think that's all that they've said so far. That is definitely happening. They have no, like, estimated time frame? No, I mean, it could be a couple of years out easy, or it could never happen. But I will have forgotten all of this by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to go back and listen to it. You'll watch this. it for five minutes and yeah, be like, oh, wait, I know podcast. this whole movie. But wherever we are, this is the this is the pledge of these franchises. Wherever we're at, even if we don't know each other by that point, we've all got us three have to come back together and go see that film. Watch it. So the next one could be real awkward. It could be in a long time. If you go and listen to a Now Playing podcast, they do it sometimes where you won't hear from them for six years on the series and then suddenly uh-huh. something will come out and they all have to get those people back together That's to talk funny. about it. Um, what was the last thing? There was something else I wanted to say about it. Oh yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to say. If we do do this new one, I think also before then, and it could come out, next year knowing these people but it could be yeah two years three years um i think between three of us we should tackle the puppet master and the original body snatchers books because they're pretty thin yeah yeah um and we could read them and you know talk about that sure when we get to it to renew help refresh our memory a little bit at that point as well yeah but it's way in the future so we'll forget i said that (laughs) (laughs) so what's happening next we've done friday 13th we've done nightmare on elm street uh, we've done this. We're now from now on. We're always going to make sure there's three people on these podcasts, and we're going to try and do it so there's one person who's a big fan, one person who's got a, some sort of knowledge, and the other person who's hopefully pretty much brand new to the series. So on the horror channel, because we're going to keep the horror channel going, whatever. There are other sporadic ones coming. We're actually going to be doing Star Wars in the lead up to the Last Jedi, um, which, if you listen to us in the future, is not interesting. <laughs> uh, but then we'll keep doing it as the next Star Wars films come out as well. 
so next in the horror franchises, we I want to do Halloween because Halloween is the gentleman slasher film and it's how I got into horror and I've been desperate to cover it after Friday the 13th. It was one I've always wanted to get into. Um, but there's no real reason because it's not a new Halloween film coming out. There is a new Chucky film coming out called Cult of Chucky. So we're going to be doing the Child's Play movies and Katie's probably going to be with me on that one because you said you're up for whatever and not many <laughs> people want to do Child's Play. <laughs> Um, and I like crass little dolls. Yes. <laughs> and Ali, you are going to join me on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre right. uh, in the lead up to Leatherface, <laughs> which is coming out in a few weeks' time. Don't want to watch those. So next week, uh, Leatherface. Uh, sorry, not Leatherface. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre will be the first one, and that's going to start going up. Uh, give me a second. I can actually one. say dates. Uh, to are help you only people. doing this because you're from Texas? Yep. That's it. Did you decide <laughs> to do this or is Al making you? No, I decided. Oh, okay. I messaged him and said, I'm down cool. for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She did. She jumped on it. I was like, what? Said, are you sure? <laughs> They're really, they are grimy, horrible films. I've only ever seen bits and pieces of them. <laughs> is that a pun? Just <laughs> it's the series I have we'll the most trouble out. with. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Two of them I haven't seen. I've only seen once and I've only seen when I was 14 or 15. No, 15. Um, How many are there? There's four. No, there's seven. Oh, <laughs> including the new one. Can you go? <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre number two, Leatherface number three, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: Next Generation, which you'll like because do you know who's in that? You in? No, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Renee Zellweger. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, then you got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. You got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. Uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw 3D, and now Leatherface. There's 3D. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. We won't watch it in 3D. Um, Why? I did, I did see it in 3D though in the theater, so I can't speak to that experience. Um, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to... If you're listening to this podcast on the day it went up, because you're weird, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode one will be up in two days' time on the 1st of September 2017. And that's going to run you all the way through until Leatherface on Friday the 20th of October, um, which then the week after that, we are going to do a Texas Chainsaw wrap-up where we will talk through everything. Um, and then like Chucky bandage up. Thank you. Child's Play is going to start on Wednesday, the twentieth of September, and that will run you through all the way to Cold Chucky on the first of November. Weirdly missing the Halloween. Like, why would you do that? I don't really understand. Oh, actually, sorry. I think we're reviewing it. No, we're reviewing it the day it comes out. So I don't know how that works. Anyway, there you go. Plenty of cool horror stuff coming. Star Wars coming. Um, I believe people are talking about doing a Middle Earth series at the beginning of next year as well. Um, but we'll get into all those details later. Please do go on to iTunes, type in We Are Geeks, and just subscribe to whichever channels you want from us. We have a weekly show just called Geeks, which is topical games and movie news. Um, and we have a website called uh, We Are Tessellate, but we're about to have some other ones, which will help you find uh, the content that you want to, because we're a production company based out of LA, Tokyo, and London, making movies. We're doing our first feature films right now. Um, so if you follow us on Twitter, We Are Tessellate, double S double L uh, then yeah you can stay in touch with what we're up to I'm on all social medias with Mr. Al White Katie Watson is at Watson Dearest on the Twitter and Allison Holland is Ali Sue on the Instagram on the for Instagram pictures of puppies and food and some I don't stuff. have many oh, puppies and food you have good art food. stuff too on yours I do have puppies sometimes good people minimalist photography thank as you well. <laughs> I dig it it's very symmetrical mm. 
<laughs> Thank you guys for joining <laughs> that is me. the review of Ali's Instagram. It's been a weird franchise because it's not a typical franchise to do. So I'm interested how many people listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, thank you. We do appreciate it. Uh, give us any feedback you want. Let us know any series that you want us to cover. And we'll be back in two days' time with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Till then, if you're feeling weird, don't worry. It's probably for just better a or worse. We're human again. <laughs> you, you stole my thunder, but I preferred what you did. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that. You preferred my thunder to yeah, your thunder. Yeah, I preferred your thunder. Everybody send mean tweets to Katie. Emra? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs>